everybody to Mog Talk. Uh, Mog Talk is a show about Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from savage trading to chuck about racing. Um, and today is I, I'm all out of order here. Fuck it. Uh, it's July third, two thousand and twenty-one. And today we are going to be talking about tanks. We're going to talk about the uh, our kind of exit review of tanks throughout Shadowbringers and everything. Uh, before we get started too much, though, I do want to make sure everybody knows who is on the show. So they're not just kind of sitting here a little awkward. And, uh, you know, Sausage already, he kind of, his face looks like he's a little uncomfortable here. So let's get started with Ren. Ren, if uh, you could tell everybody who you are. <clears throat> Hey everybody, my name is Rin and I'm a tank main. I'm the 10 time champion of the world. And I'm here to tell you that you're in for a good talk today with my brothers, Zeph and Sausage Roll. <laughs> what was that noise at the very end? I don't know how you made that. <laughs> there are things I can do that I don't like to uh, give the magic away because they make you feel feelings in yourself that I don't feel myself. All right, Brock. All right. Uh, <laughs> Zeph, if you could tell everybody who you are. Uh, okay, so I'm Zef. I've been a tank main since beginning of Stormblood, and I am Rin's Karma counterpart. Okay, okay. Karma counter counterpart. Is that what you said? Yes. What does that mean? Calm, not not K A R M A. Oh, the, calmer. The, yes, I thought like it was like yeah. the good and the bad here or something. I was like, <laughs> I'll get what's what coming that to me. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. And last but not least, first time on the show, Sausage Roll. Could you tell everybody who you are? Oh, I am Sausage Roll, or Sauce for short. Um, I'm a hardcore raider in Final Fantasy. I mostly play tanks, and I enjoy optimizing them in difficult content like Savage and Ultimate. So, just out of curiosity, uh, why 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 couldn't I find any uh, footage of you playing a tank? If that's true, I only saw uh, dancer <laughs> there, dude. So, uh, I don't have any vods at least in the past weeks because I've had internet issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty much it. Typically, you'd find a lot of uh, griefing moments. <laughs> okay, that's f so. <laughs> explain so. Let's do this first, because you threw a picture up there a second, Ren. Something about reprisal, and I feel like it wasn't explained, oh, yeah. and maybe only a couple people might understand. Could you explain what you're talking about here? So, for those of you who don't know, I've been tanking since Creator, Alexander, and in Stormblood, I met Young Sausage Roll. Very strapping lad, excited, eager to go. We go into Omega M&F. He goes... How would I go? And I go, oh, well, if you um, if you look on your hotbar, you'll see this ability. It reduces the damage taken by enemies. It's called reprisal. And he goes. Mm. <laughs> 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 now, uh, basically, what I went down was you can maximize your number of uses. If you if you use this here and I use this, we'll have something for everything rather than in this situation where we have like one use over seven minutes. And I understand it's a very long cooldown. Not that long. Uh, yeah. And from there, dude, Sausage has grown, adapted, taken all the teachings, and passed me. If you don't know who Sausage Roll is, one of the best tanks in the world, and very, very humble, and um, so humble, in fact, that he mains Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> that one time, dude, I swear. <laughs> so, Lost, you found it. yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, let's let's get the this Dancer footage, apparently, for this... Uh, 
when Rin was like, hey, get Sausage Roll on here, because he's like, everybody thinks about this guy. He's like, this is the tank of the tanks. And like, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Then I went to your Twitch channel. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's <laughs> your point of view. Yeah. <laughs> what? What, what is, is that? Frosty's face at that time. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just no. No. Okay. Well, I, I am. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust everybody's opinion here, and I, uh, that sausage roll is uh, going to be an amazing part of this show to discuss tanks and kind of our thoughts on everything as we leave Shadowbringers because we we're leaving it for five months now. We're we're on our way slowly walking into Inwalker, right? And so uh, I, I feel like it's a good p- time to just kind of go back and look at where we are with tanks. We're not going to have a new tank for like at least. Six years, right? I mean, that might be the next time that we have a new tank. Uh, so I think in this situation, we need to figure out if there's any issues right now, what they are, and how we can kind of evolve the tank role going into uh, at least in Walker, maybe a little bit forward. And so when we talk about tanks, let's talk about this first. What, what are the main points? What do we want to review? When we think of tanks in an MMO in Final Fantasy fourteen? What are the points that we care about when we talk about tanks? Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Let's take a step back. How about how about we lead up with um, sure, with what what led us into Shadowbringers? Because I think that tanking was a lot more engaging before sure. this expansion. Um, okay, so, so explain that. Why why was it more engaging? Okay, so tanking in past expansions was all about. If you could, if you could position correctly, um, stance stance properly, and I'll go into that in a second, and and work your mitigation tools in such a way that you know everybody's taking as little damage as they can. You're taking as little damage as you can. We had variants like crit auto attacks, um, so stance dancing was something that existed before. And nowadays, you'll think of it like, I don't have defiance on. I'm not going to get aggro. But before it actually did things, either you got more HP or you took less damage at the cost of a GCD to turn your stance on, uh, or mm-hmm. or you know. You just took it off because you're ready to kill the boss. And you're like, all right, I have enough enmity. I don't need this. We're, we're ready to do a lot of damage. Or we have a ninja. Ninjas used to have enmity control that they could give to people, take away from others. And every job had a little bit of stuff that they could do to take that away. And now mm-hmm. Frosty is a paladin main and Zeph is a paladin main. I'm sure at some point y'all have used cover effectively because somebody else was second in aggro, right? So good. And that actually used yeah, to be right. a strategy. That was like a legitimate tactic. Take Final Omega, for example. You would you would explicitly on Paladin not take aggro, not turn your stance on. You would have the warrior as the main tank, and like the bard or somebody would take second and aggro, and then they could use um they could use their enmity dump later on, and you could force the tank buster in such a way that the paladin could always cover the second hit instead of doing some janky swap with all kinds of cooldowns. That doesn't really exist. Um as easily anymore, especially mm-hmm. not in a party finder setting. So a lot of the ingenuity and and, and and like complexity behind how to tank, I feel has just been super watered down. Nowadays, it's, do you have your tank stance on? Great. Um, do you, are you positioning the boss properly? It's going to jump back to middle in like 10 seconds, whatever. It's fine. Uh, are you Are you doing your swaps? Well, it's forced. We have to swap here, so there's not really a choice. I remember being very mad at Midgard Zormer for doing that to us, where we didn't get a choice. And now Mm -hmm. it seems like that's just the way you play the game. Um, And I hope that going into Endwalker, we get a little bit of complexity back, but I feel like like that's going to just get get easier and easier. Um, Mm -hmm. Zeph, you're a paladin main. How do you feel about those points? 
or your own thoughts. Well, you pretty much named off every single point I was going to bring up, actually. Um, so maybe to talk about something or to bring something in that you didn't touch on, the beginning of the Bosnian Southern Front, there were... Uh, so we didn't know anything when we were going into there. There were those star mobs that are, like, above rank 5 mobs. So they hit really hard. They take a lot of damage. Uh, as in, they, they have... They soak a lot of damage. Um, I remember we went in there with a regular party, so two tanks, two healers, four DPS, and we're like, oh, hey, there's this star mob, let's try killing it. And it completely wrecked us. We ended up going back, we were strategizing just for a star mob, which in the end you could just use death on. Um, so <laughs> that took that away. But mm -hmm. we were fighting this thing and we were having to cycle our cooldowns effectively and when one tank ran out of cooldowns we would have to swap to the other one and then they would cycle their cooldowns and then we sort of had it set up so just as the the tank started to die because they're out of cooldowns it was just time for the other tank to take over again and that's something that we don't really i mean that sort of existed in stormblood where you wanted to cycle between cooldowns between tanks because it was sort of more about your cooldowns were used more to reduce auto-attack damage, and you wanted to have just enough for a tank buster. That's sort of how you, you made lives easy for the healers. Um, but that doesn't really exist anymore. These days, it's just, as long as you survive the buster, responsibility's gone. It's going to be the other tank now for the next couple of minutes until the next mm. buster forces it back onto you. Unless and I would like to see us go back to... In E12S. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well, we, we even took yeah, well, critical variants back then too, right? So that we had to use our cooldowns for auto attacks because something like yes. God Kafka during trines, you were you were afraid for your life. Hmm. Yeah, anytime the healers were occupied, like even Suzaku, for example, I remember a funny Arthur's clip um, where he was describing the way uh, on the rotation mechanic, like the, the bird lighting up the, the floor tiles as it goes around. And he was pointing out how as a tank, if you don't cool down there, the healers are busy staring at the mechanic around the outside of the arena that they're not looking at your health and they just That's let true. you die. So it's actually, that was responsibility you felt to yourself as a tank mm. back then to use cooldowns there because the healers are ignoring it. They're not paying attention. <laughs> That's a good I think point. Also, also like in Stormblood back then, say in O3S, Halicarnassus, like we had way more tools back then, like awareness, for example. You had to pop that earlier, like pre-pull it so that we can cover Yeah, something. I remember doing that. I had it in my pre-pull macro. I think it was yeah. uh, 10 seconds pre-pull or something like that. Yeah, 10 that, seconds yeah. pre-pull. And I actually took people through that fight recently. I took some new raiders through because they were like, I've never done that fight. And then after they were like, oh my god, this was so cool. Why aren't fights like this anymore? And I was like, I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. So good. Like back then, aggro was, like to me, aggro was like a party responsibility, right? Like, it wasn't just the tanks. If the tanks wanted to be in DPS stance all the time, you needed, like, a ninja to help out. Or you needed your DPS if they were actually doing damage. They had to pop their version, right? Well, the ads hurt. And there were ads. Yeah, there were other there were things ads. to tank. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about Emity. Because that is a big part of tanking, uh, which is aggro, you know, in other games, just in general term. It's like the tank keeping the focus of the boss and just trying to manage that as this little secret meter to make sure no one else just dies because they can't take the hits so when we're talking about that uh it used to be where we had a tank stance where you wouldn't be in that tank stance if you wanted to do more damage 
right? It was one of those things. And Warriors were, you know, they had this perfect situation where they could start a fight in tank stance and ignore their tank stance. And they were like mm-hmm. main tanks because it was just. And it wasn't a GCD to switch, unlike yeah. the other two tanks. Yeah. It was, well, Dark Knight could switch it off for free. They just couldn't turn it on. You're right. So Dark Knights could still um, start the fight. It mm. would just be harder for them to pick it up halfway through. And they deleted that that whole mindset and thought and extra bit of work that tanks had to do and just made it to where you just turn on the tank stance. And you just leave it on. There's no reason to turn it off. The only reason you turn it off is if the other tank is weaker than you and is not provoking and you need to make sure they keep the boss. Yeah, it's, it's only if... I mean, yeah, so gear difference is pretty much the the main reason why you would turn it off. So it's not always the other tank's fault. Um, no, it's like if, always if the you other have tank's gear fault. And, no. and <laughs> if, if you have equal gear and they're doing less damage, then yeah, okay, um, you might need to consider turning, turning it off. But oftentimes, it's just a gear difference. You're doing more damage. You're actually just creeping up on enmity. So mm-hmm. you just have to watch out for that. Which is usually fixed with a shirk. And, like, there, there's yeah. just so many other yeah. tools you can... So if both tanks know what they're doing, it's, like, completely not even a thing that you think about. I thought about and, it in Party any, Finder some, tank that's can about provoke it. Their opener. Like, Paladin and Warrior have a very early weave slot. Dark Knight might have to wait a little bit, but every tank that pulls can provoke at some point in their opener. Yeah. Uh, it just gives that extra little enmity, and you don't have to worry about anything. It's just so... So simple. So... I guess like it, it doesn't even make sense why we have tank stance anymore. I mean, why do we? Why do we? They could just take it away. That maybe that's what Endwalker will do. Maybe they will just take away tank please, stance. No. We just don't even think about and, it. Oh, no, we pass it on to our GCDs. I really don't want that to happen. But I mean, what? What? The only purpose it's making right now is to turn it off with that gear difference, just to make sure you don't creep up with enemy. But that can be managed in so many other ways. It's just such a pointless factor in the game at the moment um and i i feel like it would be a lot more interesting if they did try to go back to the day uh where it, it mattered and enmity enmity matter i think that's all they would have to do is just make it to where you do more damage again like it did before just do more damage um and you do less damage when you have tank stance on and then they would fix the issue right and that would be it yeah i i, I think the primary reason and i don't think this will come as a surprise to anybody that they removed tank stance. It, it raised the skill floor, but it kind of lowered the skill ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, it actually made progression more difficult. Uh, let's take, for example, people go down, and I need to stay alive right now while people are rezzing, and I'm on Warrior, and I have an inner release window coming up. I'm going into Defiance. I am going into inner beast windows, and I am not going to die. I'm going to, because it, it was active cool, right? You traded Felcleave inner beast which gave you 20 percent reduction used mm. it on one target and then you got 20 percent reduction it was just a free rampart and if you had like an inner release window you just snap those back to back and you were not going to die uh, and you know the other tanks having passive mitigation as well i think even dark knights a long time ago they traded what they got blood price in grit which gave them like mana return when hit or something which allowed them to use other abilities like abyssal drain they could dark arts that to gain health back just a lot of tools that mm. we don't have anymore and sure it's easier for new tanks coming into it to not have to think so much. But I, I feel like if you put a little time into tanking, you don't have to think too much already because rotations, like a lot of, a lot of new tanks, I'm going to talk about this okay. um, for a moment. So new players coming into the game, 
it's a big surprise that they learn that tanks and healers are DPS, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. a DPS in this game. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Um, however, I'm gonna take my glasses off to be real with you. <laughs> Don't focus on your rotation because by the time you go into an instance for the first time on tank, it, with maybe the exception of a couple rotational switches that paladins do, you should know your rotation. Okay, you are in the fight doing a couple of different things. You are positioning the boss properly. You are getting your mitigation down properly. You are making sure that everybody else is having an easy of a, of a time as they can, right? You don't want casters and healers to have to move too much. Think of like Shiva Savage, where you move for axe kick and sidekick. Um, you're you're not turning the boss a whole lot of wiggle room because you're trying to get your melees to keep their positionals. If you have a dragoon, you can see which positional they're on on their buff bar. But other than that. It comes down to your proficiency. And if you're staring at your hotbar and you're like, how do I do more damage? How do I do more damage? I'm a good tank because I pressed one, two, three. That is not the correct thing to focus on. That should already be, I'm not saying it's bad. It's like not mm -hmm. something important, but it, you should go in already knowing what to do. Um, and one day, one day, Frosty's going to do his job quest to unlock Passage of Arms. I rest my case. What? <laughs> passage of arms. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I went. I went all in storm without oh. getting passage of arms because I knew that once I unlocked it, people would ask me to channel it. And the the reference behind that for those like Zeph mm -hmm. and Frost, you both remember, passage of arms wasn't just an instant apply yes. to everybody. Yes. You had to sit there and oh, wait yeah. for it to activate on people. I thought Frost, it was still like you... that for a while into Shadowbringers, to be honest with you. And I was treating it like that. I was like, why would I even fucking use this? Uh, and then, uh, I was told one day by someone watching the stream that I should be popping that because it will stay Just on. Just tap it and move. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. that's the one bad thing that I've been bad on, uh, is keeping up with what they change in the game. Like, cause there, there there'll be like moments in, uh, Final Fantasy 14 where my focus is not 100% on Final Fantasy 14 and it's somewhere else, and I don't read all the patch notes, and I don't see all the little bullet points, and then later down the line, I'm like, hey, let me try out this job, and it doesn't work at all like I remember it, uh, and all these different abilities are different. When I was healing with Scholar back in um, Heavensward, uh, God, what was this real stupid thing I did back then? I didn't know about crits and shields uh, with Scholar. Uh, and so I kind of... Uh, I forgot what I was doing in particular, but I was doing something real stupid to not get those extra crit shields up, but that was so long ago. Um, I, Anyways, complete tangent. Uh, I, I did want to talk about, if we were going to go back to that, there is one point, Devil's Advocate. Uh, in Stormblood, it really was just don't use your tank stance. Right? You just if you had it on, you were doing something wrong, or your group was doing something wrong, in most cases, Unless right? you were in early progression. I feel like that's where it's sort yeah. of early progression, or or let's say you're in a party finder, and again, this circles back to gear. You're undergeared. Like, if, I know at the beginning, when Samurais didn't have any enmity control, I had to have tank stance on, because our Samurai got like best in slalom week one. He got like every drop from every floor and the, the drops then were random. So you, you either got a dragoon piece or you got like a healer piece or something. It wasn't just a copper that you opened up. Right. Um, so when you have somebody just wailing on the enmity list like that, you do need your tank stance for the modifier because even like, if you don't have a ninja, it was just, it was really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Early progress. I, I think progression, like I'm, I'm speaking from, from a prog right. mindset. 
I appreciate tank stances. But yeah, in farm and stuff, if you're going into like, you're just like in party finding, like I want to just kill O11S or, you know, I'm just going to go fight Siryu. You're not using your tank stance. Yeah, you just, eventually you didn't. I mean, I used it and I was always given shit every time I used it uh, by people looking from the outside. But I played at a very casual level. So it was like, mm-hmm. I needed that extra little bit of defense and control and everything else. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Is there any ideas besides just bringing Tank Stance back to kind of how it was in Stormblood to make Emity more interesting going into Endwalker? I think it's, Enmity, there uh, isn't too much they can do, I you think, go. right? Zeph, what do you got? What do you got? Well, it's, it's more of a game design problem, I think, where it's difficult when you've made things easier to then reimpose something more difficult on the player base uh, especially when you have a game with such a large casual player mm. base as final fantasy majority casual player base it can be difficult to try and push perceived more difficult changes back onto so many people when they've gotten used to things becoming easier for them mm-hmm. so i, I well, mean Sauce, i agree you, you brought up halicarnassus right what's that sorry yes so, Sauce, Sauce, you brought up Alicarnassus, and you that is a fight where we did need Tank Stance at multiple points because there were a lot of ads, right? What, what are your thoughts on Tank Stance? Do you think we could see maybe see more more ads in fights or more more situations where there's like Neo X Death where Enmity resets and we have to we have to control it more at more points other than just the opener? Me, I'm because I I started the game in Stormblood and I was a really big fan. I'm still a really big fan of how tanking used to be back then um I, I wasn't a fan of the gcd tank stance but if they could make it smoother for every tank i'm fine with just having that come back keep you know? it an ogcd so keep, yeah, keep for it, everyone keep it how we're toggling now but give us the old benefits exactly hmm. exactly okay okay I think that that's a good point because that we knew going into Shadowbringers the situation and what they were doing and everything else. We just didn't know how we'd feel about it. I guess at the end, we're still kind of disappointed. It sounds like, yeah. <laughs> right? We're still yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, it's hard to tell people that tanking is fun and engaging when they've taken out most of the fun and engagement. Yeah. So now, now the complexity comes into strategies and fights like. Um, Take Shiva, for example, when you had to do Isolate, and if your if your healers would have sooner you and you could gap close properly, that was cool. Or sliding in phase one of E12S where you get your your uptime, but that's something all the melees do. So I feel like mm-hmm. tank specific things, very little nowadays. Very little. Yeah. And yeah. when it comes to like endgame content, like to me, like fine, the homogenization of tanks was okay to bring newer players to try it, but if we're talking endgame content, to me, I'm thinking we're level 80. This is the end game. We should have like more complexity than this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, and actually, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it brings up a really good point, Sauce. I just made an, an analogy in my head as you were saying that. Um, so Sauce and I are actually tanking together for T-Reprog right now for a few people. And if you think about it, in in, in many ways... It's the flow of tanking, isn't it? We're starting with very complex things we're doing in Living Liquid, and then on BJCC, we're going to have some some pretty interesting movements, and we're going to be engaged together, and then we're going to hit Alexander Prime, 
and it goes down to you kitchen sink. All right, now I'll kill yeah. you. No, you. Yep. All right, you're using your invuln. I'll use my invuln. And it just, <laughs> it goes from being really, really difficult to deadpan stop, very easy, just swap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's another no, thing. Ask- oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I just wanted to ask, who is the brute justice tank between the two of you? Uh, Shit yet? <clears throat> we are the brute justice tank. <laughs> Oh, we're both playing okay. guns. So you, you must be doing you doing uptime strats then. Yeah, we're doing the one that I developed in Last Impression, where essentially the bosses are in the center. Um, okay, okay, fair enough. And we'll we'll just well, that's more interesting. We the traditional way of tanking brute justice. Yeah, traditional way of tanking brute justice wasn't the most interesting thing. No. Just standing, you were you were a. Um, I was described as a coat hanger because people would. I would just stand there, and people would come by. They'd be like, "Here, hold this," and they give me a lightning debuff, and then I just stand there for thirty seconds. And someone comes by later, thanks, and they just take and it then, off me. And, and then flare throw, it just gets put be- like the water just automatically gets put behind you. Yeah. Like, don't think about it. <laughs> that sounds. Yeah. Now, now funny. we're gonna have some thinking. We're gonna do some nice tank swaps, and we're actually going to. And this is something people could think about as a tank, so it's relevant to this conversation uh, when you're thinking about what you could do for the party. Uh, one thing we're going to do is uh, it, it comes up on the on the water lightning pass. We're going to pass a DPS is going to give a lightning to a tank. Then the tanks are going to give it to the other tank. And then so sauce is going to begin with BJ and he's going to provoke cruise chaser and he's going to use every cooldown he has because he's got double autos and I could spread my cooldowns out later for other things like the ice and the mines mm-hmm. um, and little optimizations like that that people don't innately think about because I feel like nowadays when you're tanking because there's such little responsibility, you think, what can I do for me? What can I do to survive? You know, heck, that other guy. Well, intervention. I'm I'm getting my Sheltron swipe proc right now. Intervention is always the last thing for me. I'm like, the last thing I think about is how I can help this other douche look better. Right? Absolutely. Well, the sad thing about the sad thing about Paladin is the gauge cost on cover now as well. Because if you want to play Paladin effectively, you're using intervention. Every chance you get, you're using Sheltron every chance you get, which means when something goes wrong, you go, oh, that's okay. I'll just cover them. Oh, wait, I don't have gauge anymore because I've been playing well. Or <laughs> so if I you can't died. Use this, this main thing. Yeah, or if you died and you, you can't help recover the situation afterwards. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about Paladin because I feel like I'm going to just get in and be the Paladin show. Because like, oh, that's where most of my experience <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways, though, I think that yeah. that's important. Don't you? Paladin is so. Let let take let's take a look at progression of how tanks' um, quality of life has changed. Paladins have a gap closer now. Yeah. How long did you wait for that? That was a very I long time, but they took my cover. I mean, it's still there. It, but what do I do? What do I, what do I use? You don't. No, you use intervention. Why would you take and, damage when you could just prevent some extra damage and be done with it? Exactly. Exactly. So, and here, here was me. Okay. Ah, uh, warrior, very excited. Yay! Oh, what is this up people button? HP skip. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so what do they do? They take away the HP cost, full potency. Paladins are like, I've had to deal with this since a realm reborn. What if spirits without? And they still have an HP scale on spirits within. With no regen on their one, two, three. And it's Storm's so- Path, Brutal Shell. So you all, we all have HP regen. And then paladins are like, "I'm the tankiest tank." Really? Can you recover your own HP if I break my combo? Okay, great. Do any of your abilities just do really strong damage? Like the healthier you are? No, they do less damage if I get weak, and so I don't want to tank. Please take the shield. 
That's literally, yeah, that's it. It's it's spirits within, and you're like, hey, no, well, I guess you're the off tank. Uh, all right, that makes sense. And oh, are my cooldowns too long? I guess I can't use my invuln twice on this fight. I guess someone else will tank and take most of the invulns, right? And so, whoa, whoa, whoa! Please stop complaining. Your sentinel was reduced from three minutes to two. And its uh, strength was reduced from 40 but, but to my, 30. But when I use my Sentinel, I do return damage to the enemy. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Talon doesn't feel I've gotten a really raw end of the, of, of the deal. But here, here's where the next part of the conversation comes in, right? In Endwalker, do we want more homogenization or less? Because it seems less, like there's a very, very always. big black sheet in there. Always, always less. less i because okay. but that's because we play the game like all the time and we want fresh new stuff all the time i mean it's not probably what the best decision is for the game but i feel like it's uh the best decision for me as a player yeah i want homogenization but what what cost i no, i'm sorry i don't want homogenization but what cost does that actually have on the rest of the game it means that one of these jobs is going to fall behind at some point because they can't keep up with balance if they don't try to make it kind of close in most similar concepts right and i'm okay with that i again i i will i get shipped for it all the time uh h12s paladin tank you know so it's three like um, well all yeah. of paladin right for heavens where they were a physical defense tank there's you a few there's a few where the physical damage was actually beneficial uh that a, a paladin was actually tanking because of the way that they handle it but it was so minuscule that no one complained if you weren't a paladin right if you were in a12s as a paladin it was just complained about you're just screwing your healers over <laughs> and that's what it was luckily one of the healers Especially was my wife and she was okay you're missing it. um <laughs> what did what did dark knights yeah. put up back then for their for their magic mint their magic the mitigation they, they had kick. tons right no i mean they they had they had the equivalent of dragon kick right that that debuffed the boss and they took, oh, it was like yeah, yeah. blown but for magic i can't remember what it was called and i remember that was pretty important too was it reprisal was that monks reprisal could do that time? too but, no i don't think it was reprisal but monks could do that too no, i don't think reprisal did that did reprisal do that Mm-mm. maybe uh, i don't remember but we all know reprisal wasn't exists. what it is now <laughs> Reprisal no, was no, no, changed no. and given to all tanks in Reprisal in now used to be an astro ability. Mm-hmm. Reprisal used to be a Dark Knight only? I, yeah, I it, was it was Dark Knight only. Yes, it was Dark Knight. It was Dark Mind, okay. Uh, but monks had that as well, so that was, like, if you didn't have a Dark Knight, you needed a monk. Uh, right. They came in and did their thing to get cancel the magic damage. But, um, it... it and I mean, back then, in those days, your what job you were playing mattered, right? A lot. It mattered like you, you a lot. You bring a range, and you don't bring a dragoon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> samurai came out. My dragoon was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play samurai." Bard was like, "No, no, you're not." Well, <laughs> you're I ain't playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I'm not. I'm not playing. So I had to make some special deal where some days he'd play dragoon, and some days he wouldn't. Just to oh, make and then, the bard and then happy. Then you get a two-target boss, right? And, and as a paladin, you're like, I need the ninja on my boss because I need slashing. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> and then you're like, well, now we need a warrior because we don't have a ninja, so we ain't running paladin dark knight. Um, so yeah. sauce, did you did you only play one tank last expansion? Last expansion, verse. I think I tried. No, I mean in in Stormblood, in Stormblood. Oh, expansion. Uh, no, I I started with Paladin actually. I started oh. in Delta Escape. 
I played Paladin for a little bit. Um, I came back for Sigmascape, and that was my experiment experimental phase where I tried like Caster and Paladin mm. Warrior. The, the, the swords touched yeah. a little bit. Everybody yeah, has yeah. that phase in Sigmascape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Comes out right after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and then Alphascape. I met I met you in that learning yeah. party at Warrior, and that was a. Uh, then you started playing tank. Yeah, yeah, pretty then much. You, then you began tanking. Like, Warrior, <laughs> Real nice. Um, All right, so then, since Sauce, you've you've played everything this expansion, right? Do you think, um, do you think the job complexity and balance is better now or better then? Um, I think it was better because a lot of things were homogenized, right? Like in this expansion. My hope is that, because fine, it was already complex in its own way back in Stormblood. Like, everyone's rotations were completely different. Ninja's mudras were completely different. You know, like, there was a DPS stance that people or the tanks had to try to switch into if they wanted to continue doing more damage. Like, there were, there was complexity in everything. So for me, my my hope is that Square Enix is just kind of making, like, a soft reset. This is me being like completely like trying to be positive about this. Pull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to be positive about this. Like a lot of people think that it's gonna get even easier from here, but like for me, I'm just hoping. I'm holding on to that last bit of hope that they're going to just soft reset to the system we have now, just to get more people to play the game. And then, you know, when we get to ninety, they will make it complex again. You know. That's what I was hoping for as well. Like maybe, just maybe, that tiny bit of hope that they're taking things away so they can re-add them later. Like I, I'm not really a fan of the... Like if that is what they're doing, I'm not really a fan of the idea of giving us a whole three years of less complexity and having to deal with that just so they can re-add it later because Square Enix doesn't... Uh, they're not known for making incremental changes like mid-expansion. Like sometimes they'll do a couple of balancing reworks, maybe a, a rework if it's really needed, um, which in the end, like if we look at Monk, was not that drastic of a change to the, the play style. It was, it was more like quality of life stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we can go back to the days of a little more complexity and maybe just Shadowbringers was... A single step in changing the the sort of fundamental design so there so it won't be what it was before but maybe it will be similarly complex maybe not as much but similar just in a different way in the future so i'm with uh, sausage on that one hopefully uh that's the direction it's going so before we go too much into all that and the, the future <laughs> and which direction it can go Let's let's go back a little bit to reviewing what we have in hand, right? Let's so let's hit all the elements of things that are currently here, and so we can kind of analyze maybe what will be good in the future. So we talked a little bit about the variation, the jobs. Right now, there's no real variation within your jobs, except for the the I guess the invulnerance, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> the, and that goes back to what you're saying about heavens. What were like people really didn't want a paladin, right? So they 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 had. I I think that had to change. That homogenization needed to happen. You couldn't have a magic tank and a physical right. tank. I mean, there's levels of it. There's levels of it, though. Right. I mean, play style... Like now Dark Knight gets Dark Mind, and mm -hmm. um, Gunbreaker gets Camo, and they, they both work in their respective ways, and I think that's probably the perfect mm -hmm. difference. 
where we have a little bit that they could do extra. Um, right. I sort of think I of those as the the secondary cooldowns. So you each tank has twenty percent in rampart, thirty percent. There, it's effectively the same thing. The main the name doesn't matter. And then on top of that, they have their unique smaller cooldowns that are helpful, but not so significant that. Uh, you, you're sort of looking at one and going, oh, I wish I was the other tank, so I had this instead. Like, it, it's sort of a, a convenience wise, thing right? more than, yeah, rather than absolutely needing it. I feel like the only tank that's really missing that is Paladin, because that utility sort of comes in the form of intervention and cover, which are not for yourself, it's for others. And so Paladin is sort of the, the odd one out missing the the sort of personal mitigation, whereas all the other tanks have... That little bit of something. So you have TBN, you have nascent flash slash raw intuition. Um, nascent being amazing, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. And then you also have camouflage and heart of stone, which can be used on self, not just others. Mm. Um, well, Paladin also gets the extra party mitt too. So they're the party tank, right? Because they have veil and Paladin. yeah, they're they're utility tank. They're, but so, they're like the one tank that absolutely does not want to be tanking the boss. As they I want it as little as possible. So what they should do is they should take it to where, uh, get rid of that whole spirits within nonsense with the maybe base it on something else. Try to figure out some other gimmick with that, and put clemency on an OGCD. And you could always because currently right now you don't need one hundred percent of your mana to do a full rotation, right? If you do no, a full rotation, you could probably squeeze in one. You have clemency. one free. You have one. You have yeah. one free clemency per per loop. So if they made that an OGCD, two, if you that do would... the two with yeah. the rotation adjustment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that would be a perfect a perfect addition for Paladin because then they could free heal themselves or anyone else. Right? And you still keep the cost though, right? Still have the the clemency cost as it exists. Just make it an OGCD. Yeah. yeah just make it an OGCD, okay. and you if you do it during your rotation where you have that extra damage going off with uh, request a cat, you could do that. Uh, and time it to be perfect for different variations of what the fight would do. You could heal oh, this party member is going to take a little bit of extra damage. So just throw that out. I'll, how about going one further? And this sure. will kind of raise the skill floor while also keeping the ceiling up. What if um, what if you could do that and then you gained mana when you block? So now you have to plan your your sheltrons out, or been ignore that. them and just get free stuff. Yeah. Because we 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 used to have to think about Sheltron, right? You're like, I'm gonna stand on this bad thing because I'm not gonna die, and I really need this damage right now. Mm. Yeah, well, it's an interesting thing for Paladin's rotation, um, because you need that MP in order to do your Requiescat once per minute. I remember working this out when we first got the changes in Shadowbringers. They took out a lot of MP generation, so you don't get it from um, you don't get it from Sheltron anymore. You also don't get it from party sources. So um, Refresh doesn't exist anymore. Um, well, the mana shift doesn't exist anymore either. And there is a very particular situation where if Paladin ends a phase on Requiescat, which you ideally want to be doing because you're ending a phase on your burst and then you're going into downtime, if that downtime lasts exactly 30, uh, 25 to 30 seconds, then you will not be able to get enough MP back for your next Requiescat. So your rotation just doesn't work. And there's no way to get it because mm. Sheltron doesn't give it to you anymore yep okay okay yeah i mean and see these are little tiny differences they could make within the jobs to give them those unique situations that is a little bit less homogenized and adds that little bit of extra 
skill level and a little bit more interesting without making it horrible to develop the fights and make every single character better or less. And I think if they make these small adjustments, not just with Paladin, but the other jobs as well, they could probably knock a lot of this stuff out and make people happy without making it really... Because that's not going to make it that much more difficult, right? A new player is going to be like, okay, I can do my rotation. He doesn't throw up a clemency, probably fucking okay, right? It's just that one... <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, complexity is... I think complexity or a high skill ceiling like that is fine if it's not required. So for the most part in this game, as long as you do sort of the bare minimum damage, like even if you're doing 75% of another tank, I'd say you're still doing a reasonable amount of damage. It's usually only if you're like way down that it starts to become a problem for Enrage, especially if you have multiple people in the party that are doing that. But for the most part, you can do okay and you'll get by and no one will bat an eye. It, and then on top of that, like when you decide to try and get a little bit better, then you start to open up this realm of possibilities of other things you can do and other things you can start to think about. And I think Shadowbringers sort of took a lot of those things away from us, which is what we'd like to see coming back. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Like um, even, even tanks swaps because of mechanics, right? Take a Guardian and, and Omega, for example. You didn't swap because you're out of cooldowns and you needed to. You swapped because a mechanic was forcing you to the edge of the arena and you had to change that the boss didn't move that much. And that type of complexity and like on-the-fly decision-making literally doesn't exist anymore. That's just not a thing. Yeah. So we don't have those types of tank swaps anymore. Like tank swaps for convenience rather than, haha, you've got a vuln now. You can't take the boss anymore. Give it to the other guy. And then if the other guy messes up, you're dead too, so it's white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, one thing you were talking about moving the boss around, we should probably hit on that a little bit too, because not all of the, you know, tank uh, review that we're doing is not is just on the jobs and how they're developed themselves. It's also within the fight and how the fights are designed to make it interesting to tank. Um, and the easiest thing is boss movement. That's the easiest thing to refer to to make it more interesting for a uh for the tanks i mean also we could talk about the enmity and everything else that kind of hits both sides a little bit um but boss movement i think does tons for tank enjoyment uh and knowing exactly where you can position it and what you can do to make it better one of my favorite fights in this game uh, of this expansion was uh the the uh second fight uh void walker void walker yeah Oh, I love Voidwalker. Cause that there was also well, like me too. Yeah, yeah, that was perfectly designed for positioning a boss, right? Because you could move yes. it pretty much wherever you wanted to, and depending on where you put it, you could fuck over a DPS because they would have to run out of their circle, run back in, all that stuff for all the mechanics. And I feel like that at least had in mind of how are we, oh, we going to make this interesting for tanks. Uh, I don't. And it it was a huge wall, but it wasn't a wall for the positional, the positionals didn't make it. Uh, I'm sorry, where your position your boss didn't make it a big wall for people. It was really that last set of mechanics that killed people. Uh, oh, and when you're to going do into the, the double flares and then yeah. the cycles and stuff, yeah. Uh, but we didn't see them apply that same logic going forward for a lot of the bosses. I mean, what, what other other bosses really required movement? <laughs> They reverse the logic. Look at Shadowkeeper, the dog. You get punished for pulling it out of place. Yeah. And, and 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 there are points where like, and this sucks for Paladin because you could find yourself out of a window, or you could find yourself in wreck, or it sucks for Warrior if you don't have the gauge. Uh, but if if she did Throne of Shadows where she stands up and does a massive AOE, she'll step towards the main tank if they don't gap close right back in, and then that yep. could totally screw things up for people. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, and so I guess that was part of the positioning difficulty. It was like, how how center can I keep this boss, right? How can yeah. I prevent them? Half I guess the bosses are off the arena. Leviathan. Yeah. You have Titan Maximum. Yeah. You have E7S. There's just a lot of bosses right now that literally don't matter, right? Because they're just... Yeah. They're so large or so off the side. And, and, and or, I mean, Eden Prime did a lot of teleporty stuff around too, but you could bait. Like it would jump to a corner, the furthest corner away. So you could bait that as a tank. That was cool. And then a lot of positioning middle. Voidwalker, you got to freely move. Leviathan was just off the arena. Titan was pretty cool because you could do a lot of uptime things based on the tiles. That was awesome. And then mm -hmm. the second phase, you didn't really have that. And then the third phase, you got to do it again. Um, and triple melee was really fun for that. And then mm -hmm. T positioning really matters. Then you have what? Ramu doesn't really matter. There is a trick that you were able to do at the beginning of the fight for a Stratosphere uptime, but very few tanks did that. I think what Sauce did it. It was also the um, knockback as well. Oh, pulling it, yes, yes, yes. Um, pulling it past the, where the melees would want to be standing so they can hit Get the rear the of the boss. On the knock. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was actually, Ramu positioning was pretty cool. was pretty cool. And that also, that showed there was a lot of growth that happened that tier. Um, Sauce, you gunbreakered Ramu, right? I tried, yes. Okay, so you're going to probably, you might remember that the part that a lot of Gunbreakers complained about, and this is what made a good Gunbreaker apart from a bad one, was right after Furies 14, you had a job to pull it back from the wall to the middle of the arena for Chain Lightning, and you were in a No Mercy Gnashing Fang. Yeah. <laughs> I remember so if you that. didn't utilize Sprint or Burst Strike, you were just uh, like shit out of luck. And so many people were like, I can't main tank here because Gunbreaker can't do the movement. And and that's that's a moment where you're like, wow, you're privileged. Go back yeah, in time there four is. years. I do have a tip regarding that though, because gunbreakers can move the boss pretty effectively, but the the biggest mistake you can make if you're in Nashing Fang is that you try and move after your Nashing Fang OG City. So the way I do it is I treat um, my Nashing Fang as a second weave. So I put it into the second weave slot, and the first weave is the movement. So you hit the G City. You run away immediately. You come back and you do a second weave, um, mm. gnashing fang, and then your next G City. Because if you if you wait for your gnashing fang, you're basically waiting for latency. So you have to wait for your G City to go through. Then you have to wait for your OG City to go through before you can move. And you get barely any time before your G City is coming around again. Whereas if you if you hit the boss, instead of waiting for the OG City um, due to latency, you spend that time running away instead. The boss yep. will leash, to leash towards you, and then you come back, you hit the OG city, because now it's there's no latency. Like It's not waiting on any animation or anything. You definitely are going to get the OG city the moment you press it in the second wave slot, and then you go into your next G city. So you do that every G city. You can actually fairly reasonably move the boss as a gun. You made it way that. harder than it needed to be. <laughs> yeah. I was so, going to say, all you, all you have to do is Sonic Break or Burst Strike in between yes, the it, Yes, short, yes. Of, short of those two things. Because, like, let's say you're not you're not in No Mercy. Let's say you're just doing Gnashing yeah. Fang. Then yes. Um, but obviously, you can optimize well, the movement that's around That's where Gunbreakers came in, too, and I did that on Voidwalker. That's where Gunbreakers have... So everybody's like, why can't you just tell me the exact GCD rotation I should do for this fight? Paladins have spreadsheets. And I'm like, I teach you the tools so that you can enable these situations. Voidwalker, you're going to have to run to the side, and you know you're in Gnashing Fang? Pocket the extra cartridge. Save it for the Burst Strike. Um, I, I like doing that kind of optimization personally, um, but again, Sasa, much yeah. better tank than I am. So, what are your what are your thoughts on it, my dude? You guys for, covered like, movement stuff. You guys covered most, at least for Gunbreaker. You guys covered most of it. Um, I I also just like to throw it out there too. Rough divides your friend while you move. 
that after too. you after you do a GCD and you run and you rough divide, it moves further. Like you're like the boss targets you further than it's it's any tank can do. Yeah. It tries to yeah, go every where tank you can do that. Exactly, exactly. Except for I think people warrior gets a little bit of a deficit. <laughs> it goes potency yeah. neutral, but you don't want to do too many, or you won't have it for the burst. Um, yeah. But you know where the we are right we stuff. Hmm. Um, I will also say that job homogenization is in the wrong places. Um, not just with movement and what you can do on because as I said movement can punish you in fights too, right? But depending on the situations too, um, it's not as much as it used to be, but people will not want warriors in their parties if you're a bard or a dragoon or anybody with crit, yeah. right? So that is a part where you're like, great, that part's not homogenized. And because of that, they did it in just the wrong way. <laughs> like you <laughs> automatically direct a crit, you are actively punishing the other people in your party. Um so if if we get some sort of thing going forward where they make changes, I want it to be in such a way that it's still beneficial for everybody. Yeah. I, I do want to be clear real quick. Uh, usually I do play uh, Devil's Advocate in different ways. Uh, and I, I do it so well that I just look like an idiot half the time. Uh, <laughs> but the, I 100% Frosty supports jobs being bad and shitty and other jobs being good. Uh, <laughs> I, I want them to be so different that you're like, okay, well, I need to play this tank instead of this tank on this fight. Uh, and it, this tank is just more enjoyable on this fight. Because I feel like that's, that's another level of interesting. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree, agree with that, that, too. I just want Warrior to be different in a different way. Okay. What it is right now is just a very black and white choice. Um, does this grief raid buffs? Yes. And then that's it. That's the complexity. You yeah. can't shift it around, or you're going to lose windows, and you're going to lose other buffs. So you don't really have a choice other than to say, like, screw you guys, and that's it. Um, yeah. So I, I'm okay with it being shitty, because it was king for, like, six years. Um, mm. Just in a different way. Just in a different way. So, I mean, what they're doing a lot with what it seems like the homogenization is all going into the role abilities, right? And so they just make it to where those role abilities are the crucial ones, and that role is supposed to play that. But we have five roles now, right? So you have to have one of every role in there, because um, the the ranged physical and ranged magical bring their own things, I guess. Right? Uh, actually, I don't even yeah. know how how different are the the role abilities for those two roles. Well, you get troubadour, samba, and, and tactician do all mitigation, the right? range and then casters yeah. only get yeah. magic mid. And they get res if you're not a black mage. Oh yeah, and magical, you know, high damage, crazy. They res you. Uh, and it's important to have them in your party. Uh, but anyways, this is the tank show. So with that, we we all, I assume, feel there needs to be more emphasis on tank movement with bosses and everything else. And that is a highlight for tanks. It's not something that, uh, you know, it, it's a difficulty that people may complain about. Oh, this sucks. This is hard. I hate moving the boss. But it's a taste to of puzzle, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's part of the challenge of playing the game and it's not a bad unenjoyable thing because once you get it down man it feels so good you feel so skilled it's just like I, you, it, it's, it's fluid movement going back and forth and you, you're not upset by it you just have to learn it um and it's not a horrible thing to learn either it's usually you're not horribly punished with the boss movement you just piss a couple people off and eventually you figure it out and you, you make it work some people die sometimes but then you learn it Yep. Yeah, well, that's um, the thing, because um, if you don't do good tank movement, 
it's not necessarily going to kill everyone unless you do something in a really bad way, but that doesn't really happen. But like, uh, if you if you leave the boss middle when it's more beneficial to pull it to the edge, people can still deal with it. You're just inconveniencing people, but you're not going to ruin everything. Um, but yeah, so there's a reason why I liked... I very specifically liked tanking Eden's verse, so the, the second tier, so much, mm -hmm. because there were so many things that tanks could do that tier. So you have Ramu... Um, well, at least as a paladin off-tank, I had a very special job, which I had fun with, carting the birds. Not a lot of people like that, but I enjoyed the extra responsibility. I hated it, was, it as it a paladin, dude. I just fucking... I, I loved it. <laughs> you know, it, you, I find as, it was... as long as you didn't have a red mage, you could dance around the boss without interfering really with anybody. It just, like, what yeah, happens so is stupid was... things, where it disappears in the middle of the boss, and all of a sudden you're dead, right? <laughs> you, you forget about it. But anyways, go ahead, Seth, sorry. Yeah, and then, so, so you had removed where... You could pull the boss around in a couple of different ways to make things easier, and then Paladin had their own special responsibility. Or the off-tank, rather. I was a Paladin. <laughs> paladin and off-tank, same word. Paladin had the benefit of high risk at, so. Yeah, same, same thing. Um, <laughs> and then you have E6, where phase one, you can pull the boss out of the middle, and then you can pull it back to the middle before it jumps, so the melees aren't having the boss suddenly disappear out of range. Mm -hmm. And then phase two, um, you can uh, the tanks can take the busters in such a way that the boss won't move. So you, you sort of tank swap and you put it on the same spot so the boss stays still. You can also, um, when Ifrit would do um, the eruption on the main tank, you could stand in the eruption until the very last second and he would get position locked and then you run behind him and he would still be facing the other way. So the melees would get to save um, a true north use or whatever that they might need to use there. Um, and then you have the, the two tank phase where you can bring them together and you can pre-position Ifrit towards the edge so the melees again can keep full uptime. Um, it, like that whole fight, I actually thought that was a really good fight tanking-wise, except for Conflag, because like that's just run away and throw range moves. I think that could have been Conflag was forced of a downtime for mechanic. no reason, yeah. right? Like, yeah. for literally was, no reason, other than the tanks have to do this. It was the yeah. shake-up of, like, the fight where it made things not easy for, like, the cookie-cutter, like, going with your uh, rotation and everything else. But it was an unenjoyable addition, right? It wasn't, yeah. like, something, I, oh, I need to figure out the puzzle. It was, oh, you're just kind of fucked for a little bit. You just, you, you have to run away. favorite movement, too, Zeph. Um, yep. You had the, the tank swap on Rock Tapasa when, when you could make it so the party didn't have to move through or anything. They just stayed at the wall. Oh yeah, you run the tank yeah, you run like that and force yeah. everybody to run. But if a good tank did it, the party stood still, and it was so good. Yes, and oh, another thing about that is, um, it, it was sort of phased out because we realized you could just eat a Von stack from the the fireballs. Talking, but yeah. a good tank there could also identify the safe spot quickly and pull the boss to it before the boss got animation locked. Um, so there were so many things you could do in that fight as a tank. And like you said, Frosty, it makes you feel good, makes you feel skilled, because you're like, well, I'm I'm actually able to do these things that make things mm -hmm. better for my party. And maybe no one will notice, maybe they will, but I, I have this personal satisfaction that I did a thing. Like, there is something well, here that I can do. Yeah, and when they notice, they too. die, right? Because they're like, oh, my tank always tanks it this way. Why didn't you tank it this way? And then they get in the wrong position and die. It's great. Zeph, I don't know if you got to do the speedrun tech where you cover one of your melees for the suck-in on Garuda and, and you just yes, hollow ground and I, beat it and I, use your cooldown. I did do that. I was also the beneficiary of that as well because I played it on both ends mm. as a DPS and as the Paladin. Feels and then uh, E7, as much as I didn't like E7, the adds phase was interesting to tank. 
Um, so it was still like overall, it was a it was a plus for tanking for the tier. And then Shiva actually had a lot of things you could do. So axe kick, scythe kick. You had um, scythe uptime. Like I remember the first time I figured that out, I it, it sort of clicked in my brain, and I went, "Oh wait, what if I just pull it straight up to the mirror, and then we get double donuts here?" Like this this was when we realized that it was always going to be axe kick or scythe kick, and then the other one was always the opposite. So once once we figured that out, then it opens up for scythe kick uptime, and then uh, you have like sliding mirrors and all that sort of thing. Um, there were so many things in that tier where I felt great as a tank because I could think ahead. Like tanking, tank that sort of tank responsibility, or in my mind, what a tank should be, is thinking ahead because you have simpler rotations than DPS. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's simple for a reason because you have these other responsibilities. What are those responsibilities? It should be thinking ahead. You should be taking that time doing a basic one, two, three, to be thinking about what you can do in the next thirty seconds, next minute, how you position the boss to benefit the and party. It's mapping. Oh. Yeah. Well, well like, I mean, Ramu it's... was very stubborn, right? There were certain mm-hmm. points where Ramu wouldn't move, so you really had to think ahead because, like, I have to do this now, or we don't get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, just as one example. So you, you're absolutely right. And there's a lot of tanks I meet nowadays that just have less awareness than than like a physical range as a meme because people always say that they have so much movement that they're not paying attention to where they need to be or the mm-hmm. strats because it's uptime no matter what, right? So as a tank, I meet a lot of players now who just, they're not thinking ahead. Sometimes they don't even think ahead enough to pop a cooldown in time for a buster. They see it and they react, which um, I personally think is a weakness. And thinking ahead with a buster as well, um, you can figure out timing such that, like, maybe busters are a minute 50 apart. And you, if you reactively use your two-minute cooldown, you won't actually get the, the value from that um, on both of them. Whereas if you, if you realize that it's coming up and you figure out the exact moment that you can press it early, you can actually have it come off cooldown just in time for the next one. And then, look, you've made the, the healer's life even easier they, they don't have to top you up as much if you're optimizing or you're just not going to be as low or at risk of death because because of that extra cooldown. So let's let's hit that a little bit. Let's hit cooldowns. And I'll ask this to Sausage here. Uh, I mean, the way that cooldowns are kind of put into the game right now, it it's a core part of tanking. You're supposed to balance it. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's kitchen sink and just run. You know, it's just whatever it... I don't know how much thought actually really goes into uh, cooldowns because it doesn't feel it doesn't feel super difficult to me and from my position. I mean, there are some, like you said, where you need to kind of time it a little bit and you just get the most benefit out of it. But I feel like that's kind of rare, isn't it, Seth? I mean, it's not like all the time. You just there's a few that you find those sweet spots on. Yeah, like E twelve phase one, for example. There, are, if you use reprisal as your Second weave on the second GCD, you can have that reprisal come up just before the tank buster without interfering with your other OGCDs that you need to put up your cooldowns as well. So I like it's, ask... it's not that common, yeah, but it I, exists. I wanted to ask Sausage his opinion on tank cooldowns in general and how they're implemented in the game. And if there needs to be changes, maybe some ideas of things that could change on them. Um, for tank cooldowns, at least for this tier, I really, I really enjoyed it. Because, say, for example, E9S, as a main tank, you're getting trucked 
play a ton of damage. If you pop your cooldowns just because it's a buster, you're gonna grief everyone else. Hmm. So, for example, like you'd want to, you'd want to pop a rampart here, and right after like the first anti-air wide angle, you want to pop something right away because that's that's a barrage of autos into an AOE into another another set of autos again. So, like for this tier, I I liked how tanks who were taking the autos had to plan for that specifically because mm. like again well, it's like a tank game like yeah, you have to i i think that matters it feels so i'm gonna put my my shitty opinion on this i feel like that matters a little <laughs> bit uh but like you always have stuff like sheltron or you always have some little thing that you can survive some of it you'll make it a little bit hard for anyone else but it, it always felt like a game of Hey, I use my invo in here. You use your invo in there, and then good tanks will balance out the rest of it. And if they don't, the healers have to be just a good healer to make up for it, and that's about it. That's what it felt like to me, at least. Am I wrong with that? No, yeah. because you'll you'll yeah. hear the feedback from healers too. Like, uh, you know, at the beginning of the expansion, a lot of gunbreakers, and I cycle back to that a lot because I'm a gunbreaker main. A lot of a lot of healers had the perception, you know, gunbreakers are very squishy, and even tanks like. Gunbreakers are very squishy. And I'm like, no, they're not. It's just you see Nashing Fang come up and you're ignoring any other OGCD that you could be using at that time. And it just always happened to line up in such a way where like you're gonna have weaves happening when there's something busy. Maybe the healers are preoccupied healing the party, like Zeph touched on, or maybe like Sauce just said, anti-air and stuff is coming out. People are getting back to mid. The healers are moving and they're trying to figure out how they can do that. Sometimes they can't just afford to do extra healing because the tank decided that unplug my keyboard. Use my mouse for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just need my inbound. It's up to the healers now. Well, well, that's another thing. Gunbreaker especially is, I would say, the tank that needs to think the most about pre-using their cooldowns because if you're only playing reactively, you will get situations where you're in the middle of a No Mercy Gnashing Fang. You've got all your OGCDs coming off cooldown and you have to mitigate a buster and so something has to give. And the responsible thing to do is to drop your gnashing fang ogcd in favor of the cooldown so you don't die but so often players just go oh i just want that damage that's 550 potency i don't want to throw that away and so they press the button and then they die and then the the healers get blamed for not topping them up when really they should have been thinking ahead and pressing a cooldown before any of that even happened and and then Mm -hmm. the biggest tool you're like i know when this no mercy came up i got screwed so next pull as long as i'm pressing everything correctly I will know that when that's coming up, I need to be ready. And for me, I think that's that's a huge sign. I think Gunbreaker could be one of the most powerful tanks in terms of mental mapping because you have that 30-second roadmap that's blocking you from doing multiple weaves so frequently that you can plan around it. And 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 you'll either be a weak Gunbreaker and be like, I just can't do this because this sucks and, and, and the fight sucks and why would they do this? The fight sucks. And that's it. <laughs> or you could be a really strong tank and be like, this is coming up. I know I'm going to need to do this here. Uh, this is how it's going to work. This is my mental map. This is how I'm doing it. And Dark Knight has a lot of like breaks between 90 and 2 minutes too. Um, and really, any anybody with good mental awareness can can do that off of their timers. But I think Gunbreakers have a special tool built into their rotation to help them keep on pace. Kind of like a metronome, right? You're like, nah. you have your gnashing fan coming up and you're like, all right, we're getting ready. Here's camo. Um, mm-hmm. And then the next thing comes up and you're just smooth. I think uh, I kind think- of what... Sorry, go ahead. I was I was just going to say it's a good point Rin brings up about 
taking mental note when you were on a like your second no mercy in the fight for example and you go okay for this one i need to remember to press a cooldown beforehand um i th i think that can speak to newer tanks that you are not expected to know what to do your first time in because these are things we all figure out <laughs> after repeated pulls we we go pull after pull and we we figure these things out we go okay this no mercy i i need to use this cooldown here that that buff window there i need to remember that something else is coming up that i need to handle we don't know these things when we first go in we figure them out over time and it's okay to not know on your first time going into a fight like if it's a learning party no one's going to blame you You've, you figure these things out and you just take mental note and you do better next time so you are absolutely uh correct in assuming that any reasonable person would react that way and say yeah you're learning everything else uh but a lot of people <laughs> are in party finder and they like oh you're stupid why you you fucking you're an idiot i died because of you and, and it's just what it is and so people are on this defensive stance of worrying and i think it's good to worry it's good to go into a, a fight and be like man i don't want people to be upset with me great you know what just do your best, and I can tell, since you don't want people to be upset, that you're going to try to do your best, and uh, you're going to learn from your mistakes. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and, I mean, this is kind of a, a general topic, uh, the hit, but it is part of just, you know, any other role that goes in there, uh, and they're trying to learn stuff. It's okay to fuck up, and it's okay to be yelled at, because those people don't fucking matter. Just, you know, go in there. Take what you can and try to uh, make sense out of their fuck yous, you should be doing this, and clean it up and try to turn it into a logical, critical response that you could apply to yourself, and then you'll be better later on. Uh, but most reasonable people, like if Zep or Rin's in there, they're like, okay, yeah, no, this is fine. Oh, actually, you know what? You know what? Rin's probably <laughs> talking shit and making fun of them on stream. That's probably what's happening. Making yeah. a mental note right now. Frosty <laughs> yeah. is toxic. <laughs> no, I think. Well, go ahead. You, you brought up a good point, right? If you're playing the game and you're going into Party Finder, I would like the other people matter, but you matter the most to yourself, right? Because you're in there for a reason. You're trying mm -hmm. to maybe learn, maybe clear, get some practice. There are some people that will join Party Finder outside of their static specifically to test things they haven't tried before and see what they can and can't get away with. And sometimes that will make them look foolish. And sometimes it won't. But it's okay to make mistakes. I'm probably going to make a bunch of mistakes tonight. You know? Uh, Sauce is still missing reprisals. And that's okay. That's okay. Oh. We don't we don't judge you, Sauce. We don't judge oh, you. Okay? Calm mean? down. It's okay to make mistakes. Jeez. <laughs> Sauce is a pillar of consistency. A pillar of consistency. <laughs> yeah. But my, my point is, even even great players that you see and you watch, like you're gonna watch a speed kill, you're gonna watch a first time clear or something. You're gonna be like, wow, they're so perfect. They don't make mistakes. Look how optimized they were on their first clear. But like Zeph said, we're spending a bunch of pulls figuring this out every single time. And sometimes we're also helping each other too, right? Like maybe Sauce and I are working together, and Sauce is like, oh, I got to turn this boss around right now because my dragoon's gonna appreciate it um, if I flip it right here and then move in. So like. Rin, you could remember this if you're ever doing this. And I'm like, great. And I just did this thing. So you're going to want to use this cooldown here. Take, for example, yeah. T right now. Sauce was having a situation where, you know, the camo part, right, Sauce? I'm about to say. I was going to mention that earlier. Yeah. Go ahead. Say it right now. You, you could yeah, yeah. the helm. So, so I wasn't thinking about, like, speaking of cooldowns and Gunbreaker being the planning tank, right? It goes for every other tank, too. Like, for example, in T, I was thinking, hey, I need... 
I have camo here. I should pop it for the autos into like the splash from the first tornado, right? But Rin Rin told me if you pop this together, even if you're not taking autos yet, if you pop this early together with the first cleave, which is not on you, it'll come back up for the last Protean phase, which is really good because that's where I was getting trucked. I needed more than just a heart of stone to and a, and an Aurora to live that, you know. And that goes for literally any other tank that's trying to help out with their with the damage being done on them because that's their job right your job is to tank take as less damage as you can and play the game it's half your job yeah sometimes sometimes maximizing uses is not the correct play having it in the appropriate pinch points in the choke points that's where it matters so like sauce is saying i told him to pop camo when i'm mitigating my buster because instead of him getting 10 seconds of auto attack reduction and then not having it when he keeps dying, he can mitigate two autos and then have it up for the full duration where he's getting trucked. And healers are using Asuna and, and they're doing their own thing. So I'm like, you need to have this cooldown here. So even though it's a loss at the beginning, you're not even lethal in the beginning. So little things like that. And, and don't expect newbie tanks and novice tanks to get this. This is, this is like, I would say, moderate to advanced uh, tank tech when you're thinking about planning ahead, but it's something that you can get to. If, if you're thinking about it and you're working hard enough, you will get there, Frosty. One day I will. <laughs> I'll be a good tank. Uh, so I, I do want to ask this, and again, I'll, I'll point the sausage here for the cooldown part. Uh, a lot of cooldowns are kind of... Uh, you're being proactive with your cooldowns. You're planning all this stuff out. Yes. There isn't a lot to react to. Do you think that tanks would be more enjoyable if cooldowns were something that would be more reactive in the fights? Um, I think the reactive cooldown that we already have is our baby cooldowns, like Heart of Stone, Nascent, Raw. That's going to be our... That can be our reactive cooldowns. Um, but I think it's just my opinion. and It has more to do with the fight designs. Because right now, at least the the way it is now, the fight always starts with a raid wide. There are barely any random cleaves coming out, kind of like T or UCOB, right? The mm -hmm. tanks have to plan for, you know, yeah, plan for their cooldowns to cover it anymore. Like it starts with a raid wide, and then there's some party group activities thing, and then a tank thing somewhere, and then the major mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if I think it mostly has to do with the fight design. If they can figure out a way to make it more engaging for tanks, because we already have simpler rotations, like what Zeph said. We have simpler rotations compared to every other role. I guess... I mean, so something in my head, don't know if this is a good idea or not, is to make it to where tank cooldowns, uh, you could hit a point to where, okay, we don't know what ability they're going to do. It could be a tank cooldown. It could not be a tank cooldown. And they do it so many times in a row. And then at a certain point, you're like, oh, shit, I have nothing left. I need the other tank to tank the boss and then start using his cooldown. So you could swap when you kind of hit that limit. But you don't know when that limit's going to happen mm -hmm. because their abilities and their tank damage could happen at random points in the fight. You're, uh, you're saying less of, less of a scripted dance. And yeah, more less of a, a scripted dance. From a pool of abilities. Yeah, a pool of abilities. And then if it's just tank stuff overall, then eventually you're going to have to swap to the other tank. I mean, most likely you'll have to... There's not going to be a situation where you never have to swap. You just don't know when to swap. And it makes it a little bit less consistent. You know, trying to get those top logs will be a little bit more annoying. I know people will be pissed off about that. But I feel like it would make it more fun to be, hey, I need to pay attention to what he's doing. And then do something. Not exactly like uh, 
Bankrit when he's doing his, oh, is it red or is it yellow or yeah. is it blue? Uh, you know, more of like on the tanks, like, oh, I have to decide on what I'm going to do at this point. Because, I mean, he did have a little bit of that, right? But it wasn't like at the point of where you needed to swap early because of it. Like, oh, I ran out of cooldowns, yeah. so we need to swap. Like, uh, Eaton I can bring up. Sure. Go you go. I was just going to say, Eaton has oh, had that. Where... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you had to, there was like a stacker tank buster part. But then again, that fight, it's also like, if the tank is taking the cleaves or the first four hits of this buster, well, that's it. He's got a debuff. You can't really swap. There's no activity there anymore. Mm -hmm. Just react with more cooldowns or you save that one for after. You know? yeah. There is one example I can bring up. It's a little different because it doesn't pertain to tanks taking damage or, or damage in general, but it's it's along the same line of thinking, which is titan that we've had this expansion so um both titan normal and savage his knockback mechanics that he does very frequently he does them so for the most part i haven't really enjoyed knockback prevention uh, in arm's length yeah oh, my cat is knocking things over sorry okay um, <laughs> okay so i i haven't uh, I, I don't like that we have a button that we can press for literally everything that the boss throws at us regarding knockbacks, right? Um, but Titan was very unique in that he threw them at us frequently enough that we had to pick and choose where we used our knockback prevention. We didn't always have it. And I think that's that's probably along the similar line of thinking as uh, what Sausage was saying, which is just... You, you don't know exactly when it's going to be. It's sort of frequent enough, right? That you you need to pick and choose when you use things. It's a little more reactive. Granted, uh, Titan is sort of like one of two possible rotations, which sort of changes things up. You could add in a third, maybe a fourth layer of randomness, kind of like Chaos, where you have four total rotations and they're in a somewhat random order. Even Chaos was a little bit... Like, he, he was also just... Two rotations. They could have done it four completely randomly, mm -hmm. but it's it's just that idea that just throw enough things at us. Like tank invulns, for example, pretty much just cheese most tank busters that we've had this expansion. If you give us enough busters, like Shiva only had two of them, and you could invuln both. Give us more of them, and we'll we'll be forced to pick and choose. We can't just cheese everything, and that's when you have to start thinking about where you put your cooldowns. Because you, you can't just put them on auto attacks anymore in between. Because you're not relying on your invuln anymore. You're sort of, okay, maybe I just use Rampart here and I save my stronger 30% and my smaller cooldown for, for the buster so I can survive. So, I'm of the opinion of completely removing invulns completely and removing knockback prevention. Because uh, we have I charge really right now. Like so... If you could charge after knockback and just be knocked back in the correct spot or charge quick enough to where it doesn't matter, I feel like that's a lot more enjoyable than doing just a button to ignore it completely. Um, yeah, I actually agree with the, the complete removal of knockback prevention because I think it it's it's making us do mechanics in a way that they weren't designed to be done. Like we're we're basically just removing mechanics instead of like the there might be a knockback and there's a safe spot in on the other side of the arena, but there's also one on the boss. Well, it should just be that we have to get knocked back to the safe spot on the other side. Like, that's sort of how the mechanic was designed. That doesn't exist. That's just a random example. But it's that sort of idea that we're just doing away with mechanics when there was a design. Like, there, there was thought put into 
creating something to be done in a certain way, and then we just press a button and it's gone. And I don't how about, agree how with about that. A, um, living liquid. Remember, digititis. You would get washed away in a random direction. If you could just arm's length that, the mechanic would not be difficult whatsoever. Yeah. That was really enjoyable because you're just like, oh, how do I need to position myself with the other players and deal with this knockback? Uh, oh, I was a dragoon, so if I could jump cancel that, it was so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, if we have invulnerabilities, or maybe we only get, everybody gets one invulnerability per fight. And that's it. You don't have a timer on it. You just get one chance to use it during the fight. Um, and just make it to where tanks have to plan their cooldowns and make it to plan, react, whatever they do with it. They just have to be used to not just say, oh, well, this mechanic... Because Paladin is just stupid. All right, 10 minutes... Or 10, 10 minutes. 10 seconds of just not taking damage at all and just completely negating any thought from the healers I feel is kind of cheating the uh, difficulty of the fight uh, to make it at least enjoyable in a challenging way. So, uh, I don't yeah. know. When, like they... when you combine it with cover tech, it's really interesting. Because it doesn't work with cover, yeah. right? But you can use it to stand in something to be able to cover somebody you couldn't reach. That's a use where I think it's really cool. Um, when we use cover, it's like we have to force places where we can use cover and make it useful. We have to like right, sit there and right. like force it into the game and it sucks. Also, think about how more dangerous something like the Ultimates would be if you couldn't invuln. Like, if you had to do Golden Bahamut's Ockmorns without any invulns, if you had to do uh, Perfect Alexander without any invulns, you would really have to spread things thin. And it, would be, it would become very difficult. I mean, and I... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to add, they, they've given us maybe one too many tools to just completely ignore the design that they're trying to show us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine Wormhole if you couldn't use a knockback. And you had to actually think about it and position really properly. Um, I mean, I agree with you, Frosty. I don't, I don't, I don't really care for arm's length and stuff. Although I also, I really liked using tech where you tempered will and cover somebody to save somebody from getting back. I thought that you just was like cover, man. That. You just liked it. No, yeah. <laughs> I uh, do just like cover. Cover used to be awesome. I loved it. It used to be really great in PvP, man. Uh, but we won't go into that. Uh, the, the, the. I feel like it also removes that team interaction, and so. Uh, when you have a one one button that just cures all issues with damage right there, you don't have that planning of oh when do I use this cooldown? When can this healer use this thing to shield? Like you don't none of that stuff matters anymore. You don't have to coordinate uh, as much when you have a cheat button. Uh, and so it would be a lot more fun, and I think it would add a lot more interaction within the rest of the team uh, doing savage, which I think is should be required is that there is some sort of communication happening in a savage fight where you have to coordinate with the other players. It shouldn't be you go in there, you do your thing, and it's done. Uh, so now I'll play devil's advocate. Do sure, you think ahead. that would make Party Finder less accessible for people who are just picking up tank? Uh, it would be maybe? I, I don't know. I feel like it would change the dynamic because people might actually try to be nicer because they depend on other people. Uh, but they maybe they they'll stay shitty and they'll make people not want to play. Like so, like blame others instead. Yeah, blaming others. Like, I gave make... you dragon sight and you died immediately. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know for sure, uh, but I feel like we're at this point and players are hopefully skilled enough to be a for us to start shaving a couple of these little things off and making things. I think we're we can start making the, the uh, game more challenging. Like, we, we've gone down low enough to where we can inch up 
and make things just a little bit more challenging every single fight, every single expansion. Passively raise the bar. Yeah, we can start raising that bar again. I think we're just at the very bottom right now. I mean, I, I guess it could get lower, uh, but uh, the, these well, things where we're taking stuff, I, I don't know, maybe the invo and taking it away could be like something that would upset a lot of people. I don't know, but maybe just giving it, change it to once per fight so you're not using it twice per fight and cheesing every mechanic. For example, what the, f what are we doing, Shiva? And like, you you have three invulnerabilities in E12S at the very beginning uh, that you're using between the two tanks. Oh, so where the busters come out, you're like, we need to tank swap. Nah. True. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, I mean, and the invulnerabilities, uh, even for a warrior in the second part, you don't need a second tank. You, you really just don't need a second tank in the second part of the fight. Oh, for like, uh, what is it? For uh, Halo, you just home gang, yeah. and then it comes up again later, and you have home gang again? Yeah. yeah. You only need another person to take that that double APOC one where it jumps to two different people. Yeah. You just yeah. let someone die and res them, and you're probably fine. You know? it's <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, Sauce, you've been taking people, you and BJ have been helping a lot of tanks, too, with, like, parse tours and stuff, and trying to help them optimize and get better, right? Do you think taking away tools would... would do you think those players would be all right and still learn? Like, do you think they'd maybe shift their mindset from damage and more to like, how the hell do I stay alive? I think so. I think I think it's because like we're giving tools that kind of I I I think it's kind of spoiling people learning tank right now, or just people people learning the roles right now in general. Like, you have a get out of jail card every like four minutes for warrior five minutes. Um, I was gonna I was gonna mention it earlier too. Speaking of team interactions, isn't that Stormblood basically? Because like the like like the earlier, like you have aggro stuff, right? Mm. Yeah, the I version. mean, working with I, other I, I do think removing stuff. the debuffs was good, like slashing, piercing, and stuff. That forced very specific comps, so I'm exactly. okay with them getting rid of that. Yeah, but if they brought that back, I think. In terms of team interaction, that would really liven things up because then people people would be forced to work together. Like, hey, you're grabbing mm -hmm. aggro, you can probably shift that aggro to someone else, or or just at least decrease it. You know. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like, just to get back to your question, um, yeah. tanks, 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 learning the class without the get out of jail cards. I think it would just make it make it more lively yeah and i mean I for it. me it's not even a, a get out a jail card it's a delete mechanic card it's like yeah. you plan to yep. delete this mechanic for for this fight it's not like i'm yeah. in a bad situation i use it that's not how we use it we just say hey i don't want this mechanic to exist in this fight and that's it i don't uh, want to deal with this because it's annoying so now i won't yeah and goodbye yeah, uh, yeah. It, I, go ahead i i think tank involves have a place so i wouldn't get rid of it completely i my personal solution would be what i said before which is just throw more things at us so we don't have the luxury of just deleting that one mechanic with an involve because it's going to come back again and it's going to come back like a one time one minute or two minutes and instead yeah. of each of the tanks having a different duration what if we are one involve fight i think that's a bit of a weird like it, it it seems like a bit of a funky solution to me tanks still have a bit of identity in their tank involves mostly because of the the reduced cooldown so warrior for example can deal with two busters in a single fight that most tanks can't mm -hmm. um or like in t for example paladin 
depending on your kill times, Paladins can't invuln the beginning of T because it won't be up uh, for the beginning well. of Alex. So you, it, it sort of changes um, changes those sorts of dynamics a little bit. So it, it, I think it has a place. It's just we need more stuff that forces us to pick and choose a little bit more and forces us to manage the in-between a little bit more. Because it's, it's only really a problem that you're deleting a mechanic because there are no other mechanics. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, if That's there true. was a point where like, oh, I'll use it here and uh, other tanks might want to use it here and so on and you can kind of move it around and then you have to actually start using your cooldowns for other stuff uh, and make it a little bit more active damage mitigation, uh, that would be great. So <laughs> to where you're like right. putting it in your wonderful. rotation constantly. You know, some of the most intense moments for me uh, as a tank was the first uh, the first buster as a paladin on E12S where I'm like weaving in all of my G my GCT, GCDs, cooldowns, everything all at that one point so I can make sure I max damage mitigation while trying to put up damage because I think at that point it's times perfectly to where I have to like uh, re-up whatever I'm doing in my rotation. It's been so long since I've done E12S. You also got to provoke. <laughs> yeah, and you also have to provoke. Then shirk if just in case, you know, something weird's going on. Like you just have to throw mm -hmm. all those different things in. Um, I, I had to shirk every single time after it was done at the very end to get it back over to the guy because they would never provoke back. But um, it was uh, it was interesting. I think actively throwing that into uh, all your cooldowns, and everything in your rotation, not just being oh I press a button and done my damage rotation's done uh, or not my damage my uh, mitigation's done. It would be nice if you had to press like maybe maybe that's it. Maybe there should be combo damage mitigation. Where you have to press one, then two, then three to achieve maximum mitigation. So you want like you want like dark arts back. Was that what dark arts did? You you could dark arts your dark mind. Oh okay. okay. Or like double the potency on. It's like something kind of like that, I guess. Instead of just pressing the button and being done with it, maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, there are a couple interactions like that. Like warrior can buff things into shake it off, and if gunbreaker gets brutal shell up, then it can topple the shield onto heart of stone for somebody else. So mm. I think that'd be cool. Nah. And then you have to think about how you're going to defensively do things. And Warrior also used to have Storm's Path and nobody used it. So this is all like kind of leading into another topic about job difficulty overall for tanks. We, we all feel like job difficulty is really not there, right? The minimum skill that you need difficulty-wise is not really there, right? No. The, the, the skill ceiling exists in like speed runs and high end optimization. But if you're just going into party finding, you're like, I want to clear this fight. I don't care what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to one, two, three. You're going to win. Yeah. You're going to win. You see, sometimes you'll even see people take busters and stuff and they just, they won't press a cooldown. And, and, you yeah. know, last year was very prevalent for not dark Knights would not TBN pre pull because it wouldn't break. And it's part of your opener. You want to use it, but, the damage just wasn't there. So you're like, I'll just take this remove buster. Great. Aha. Uh -huh. Now heal me. And that was it. You're like, I yeah. will use raw intuition for everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it really, the complexity isn't there. Nothing feels particularly lethal. Um, and then if it is, if it is lethal, like take the buster you take in P12 or P1 of E12, you're using everything on it because if you don't, mm -hmm. you're dead. And E10S, yeah. you're throwing everything on it. If you're not involving or you're dead. Um, so it's it's they're very all or nothing. 
Yeah, because there is no second follow-up that you need it for, need anything for, right? I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Especially I mean, because it costs tank tops. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're not tanking the boss anymore, so it doesn't matter if you have anything after yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, you could technically use, for, as a paladin, Sheltron on every single tank buster, and you're fine. Almost, right? Yeah, in fact, Almost. in Stormblood, it was 30%. Block strength was 30%. And mm. I used to call it the free vengeance because Paladin just had vengeance for every single tank buster because 30% vengeance was 30%. It was so strong. It's it's different now because block maximum block strength in the expansion is 20%, but it's also got a duration now. So you, uh, you can press it and you'll just block everything for a time. Back in Stormlight, you had to be a little more careful because an auto attack could remove Sheltron immediately before the buster. So you had to time it very carefully in certain uh, circumstances. Ooh, mm. too. When you had the sister cleaves, you prayed that the one you were blocking got Sheltron and not the one that the other tank was blocking. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. it ate the proc. <laughs> and then you yeah. just died. I don't, I don't know if this is true, but could it have been proximity to the boss? Like, if you're standing behind the other tank, would it consider no, them no. hit we, you? No, we had no. been both close to each other and far, and it was just, like half and half maybe it would work maybe it wouldn't but that's they fixed that um but it really was a free vengeance back then i think actively tanking more frequent busters sheltroning was awesome yeah it was really good i think uh, another point interesting point to bring up is the change from stormblood to shadowbringers which is tanks just got a flat 20 percent. so we didn't used to spend time in tank stance so the 20 percent mitigation was there but we didn't really use it in, in removing tank stance the way it worked before, they gave us free 20% mitigation always on top of the higher tank defense. Um, but then they also scaled up boss damage. So auto attacks and tank busters have been scaled up. So DPS can't tank it anymore. Like they'll die in three autos. It's out of the question. But that also means a side effect of that is all damage that has been scaled around party HP does even less to tanks. So you don't really need to worry about mitigating raid-wides as much. Like, it, it does happen. Like, beginning of uh, Shiva or the beginning of um, uh, E12, I forget its name, um, there is pretty high damage. There's a lot of auto attacks, and the raid-wide damage is... Like, Absolute Zero was scaled above the party HP. So it was a oh really hard-hitting... <laughs> yeah, it was a really hard-hitting raid-wide. So it was a not insignificant amount of damage to the, the tank, especially including the auto attacks they were taking. So those instances still exist a little bit. But for the most part, raid-wides, currently, as a tank, you don't really worry about it. Whereas in Stormblood, I specifically remember using Sheltron on raid-wides to or, or basically to keep my... shield, right? So that you didn't die to the AoE. Yeah. Uh, so, like, either as the main tank, you would want to mitigate mitigate the raid wide in amongst the auto attacks or as a paladin you wanted to keep your hp higher for your spirits within or as a um did i say paladin or warrior both of them upheaval and um yeah upheaval and spirits within you wanted your health as high as possible for both of them um so yeah it's it's just sort of a design change that happened that made tanks have to worry even less about damage just by default yeah i I think i think right now in terms of job difficulty, I think it's now kind of a choice if you want to make it complex and more optimal, you know? 
say for example if you're into speed killing i was in i was in an e11s speed kill for this partition for a little bit and for that fire stack in e11s for example like we purposefully had only four people stacked there and in order to make it more complex for tanks we were like okay if you come here if you stack four people only then we can use say a tbn or a heart of stone to cover this guy who is whoever's lowest in the list right and that will that'll keep them amazing right yes exactly exactly but like like what zap said i think it this boils down to game design now like for people trying to do the most optimal in a fight like you have to make that decision if we're talking about like a party finder or whatever that wouldn't be possible because like you like you said you can kind of just press sheltron and win something mm -hmm. like i think i think i think it might be on purpose that they're trying to make it slightly well obviously it's easier now but if we hope for if we hope for it to be even more complex, at least for the party finder level, mm -hmm. I don't think it'd be called savage anymore. <laughs> no, or it wouldn't level savage level anymore. Yeah, man, back in my day, savage was like savage. Hard. It was it, you know, uh, back <laughs> people up. quit the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they well, you couldn't cool. beat the you couldn't beat savage, and they were like, oh well, I'm done. E3s, my friend. What a, yeah, what a fight. fight made people realize they sucked. I know yeah. I did. But if you were to, if you were to put so I've, I've been trying to mull this over for a bit now where you said have people work together again. Mm -hmm. We kind of have situations like that now where you're like, I really need this faint or I'm going to die. And then the DPS just go, can't do it. Well, can't they, do it. It's not possible. Why, why do they have so to then think you're about like, it? Yes, I'll die. Yeah. Uh, they don't think but about if, it. But if, if they took that route to make DPS care about it more, mm -hmm. I, I just think tanks would die more. I don't think, think they'd so? do it. A lot of <laughs> players would not get used to it. Yeah, there's a lot of players who will straight up be um, ignorant and unwilling to help, and they'll just say, can't do it. So I, I'm bursting there. Yeah, melee, they don't need to have that. Melee doesn't need to have that ability. I think ranged physical should have more support abilities. Like Palisade, uh, they used to have it, and they have the freedom. Melees are already working hard for their positionals. I agree completely. Make physical range do everything from now on, forever. Yeah, all support. Give all support stuff to them and make it a support role again. And I think that would yes. be... When I played range, I, I wish I had Palisade, because it was so strong. It was It was the reason we didn't run a caster. We ran double range because they had refresh for the healers and the paladin. And we had double Palisade. So good. Yeah. Um, so I, I did want to bring this in cause we were, we're talking a little bit about, uh, the difficulty level of everything. I mean, part of what people will say the difficulty is for, uh, tanks is the anxiety of, you know, if you mess up, it messes everything up. Um, I don't know. And maybe this, this is just because I don't, I, I stopped caring a long time. I mean, I kind of do still. Like, if I'm a party finder, I'm like, oh, I don't want them to fucking think I'm horrible. But I, I kind of get over it pretty quick. Do we do we uh, feel like maybe tanks overall could were made a little bit easier to subdue some of that tank anxiety or issues that people uh, have to deal with? 100%. I feel like if you if you make a mistake, you are immediately in the spotlight. Like I think tanks and healers, right? If a healer misses something, uh, instantly if somebody dies, 
healer was greeting. Maybe they were just pressing a button that cast a little slower than another one and they, they got people killed, or maybe they used something a little less potent. But like a tank, you go the wrong way, you don't press this cooldown, you don't do this swap, you don't provoke on time. Immediate repercussions. Immediate repercussions. And I, I feel like a lot of people that come to me and they're like, how do you get over your tank anxiety? And I feel really bad for saying this, but I never really had any. I, I tried out tanking. You know, I got contacted one day by somebody I was a Dragoon main. They're like, hey, do you want to trial for my static as a tank? And I'm like, oh, I've never really done it, but sure. And then they're like, great, you're main tanking everything, including the parts where we tank swap. I'll just cover you for 10 seconds. So then I, I was like, okay. And, you know, I messed up and people were patient. And then I learned how to spread everything thin and I, I did my homework and I've just always loved tanking and jump at it. And I try to tell people that if they're facing anxiety, if they're feeling like really anxious about things to just jump in, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn everybody else's. And I guarantee you there's a DPS out there who's messing something up and you don't know it because you can't see the rotation. <laughs> yep, yep. Somebody's making a mistake and you have no idea. Some, yeah. some red mage over there is at like 95 black mana and like five white mana and, and you just don't know it. Yeah. So sausage, <laughs> uh, can you, did you ever have tank anxiety? Mm. Funny enough, same with Drin. I never really, because even in my previous MMOs, I'd always start with a tank. I, I love the idea of being tankier and not dying in the first hit, you know? <laughs> you want to cheat them? <laughs> this AOE's gonna, I'm going to live. Like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So I never really had it. Um, but I do understand why people have tanksiety. Um, it's kind of like being on stage and you're the first one in front and you know, you slip up a little bit and everyone sees it, but no one sees the guy who's like taking a crap on the floor at the back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like no uh, one sees it, but they're all messing up. We're all messing up. But mm -hmm. like in at the end of the day, tank is one of the roles that you have to like that needs to be filled. It's 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 just another video game mechanic that you gotta do, you know? Yeah. You're just in front. That's all. Zep, did you ever feel any tank anxiety or are you, or are we just all super confident people? I feel like someone, I feel bad because I feel like we need someone here that did, but no, I didn't either. But maybe that, that came down to the fact that I had been playing a long time and I, I had a pretty good understanding of the game overall before I even stepped in to, mm -hmm. to try tanking for the first time. And it, it may have also been the environment. I mean, I, I tanked, uh, I actually tanked in Heavenswood, uh, sort of just for tank queues, basically. Uh, and on Japanese data center, tank use includes Savage. So I used to just go into, um, I used to, like in Creator, for example, I just do 9, 10, and 11 on Paladin for the faster queues. I wasn't actually confident with 12 on Paladin, understandably, um, knowing Paladin and how particular it was in that fight. And so I just do that one on Summoner because I was more comfortable on that. Um, and then in Stormblood, I started a static with a friend and we just said, you know what, we'll just play whatever like we'll just recruit and we'll just fill the last two remaining roles and so it just so happened that i ended up on tank that's how i actually started tanking uh, as a main and i ended up just loving it and so it, it was a pretty comfortable and and fair environment to start on tank i guess and to sort of um grow up in the role i guess so mm -hmm. i mean maybe that could be an example for for one way to find yourself in tanking okay yeah, do like I, a trial do your expert dungeons yeah so i will yeah, say that's, that's what i tell people mm -hmm. i i will say i yeah, find, I, I just say 
Go that's ahead, Zeth, you fucking rude piece of shit. Just go ahead, Zeth. <laughs> go ahead. That's, that's what I tell people. I, I say going to extremes, going to 24 mans where there's... Like, 24 mans especially, there is so much chaos going on that people aren't really... Like, there's a lot of people. No one's really paying attention to just one tank in amongst 24 other people. So I think that's a perfect environment to just sort of get comfortable with your rotation, get comfortable with a bit of mitigation and um, sort of party mitigation and all that sort of thing. Um, 24 mans and then maybe upgrade to extremes where it is just eight people and you have a little bit more responsibility, but it's still forgiving enough that even if half the party mess up and die, it's still winnable as long as the healers are alive and not giving up. Yeah. Never give up, never surrender. Uh, here, here's the thing. Like, I've I've had issues with tanking where I've had days where I'm just like, oh, I didn't fuck up. It was, you know, I, I don't want to fuck up and all this other stuff. But I feel like that transfers over to if I play DPS, if I play healer, it doesn't matter what I do. You know, there is always that initial stress of, hey, uh, I don't want to mess up because I don't want to mess up. It's never, it's not as much of me messing up and caring what other people think it's just that i want to do a good job uh and i know that people with a keen eye will see it so you know no matter what that's just part of it um yeah and i think it does make sense that square enix would think at the tank job and say hey look we want to minimize this because we want people to be more emotionally sound when they're playing i guess uh but i feel like it's just something you get and when you become a tank and you play tank you learn to not um, have stage fright. I mean, it kind of like, I guess it, it's one of those things, uh, like if you go on stage, a lot of people who just go on stage, sometimes they go in there, they don't fucking care. Like, if I go on stage, I got butterflies in my stomach, I'm like fucking like nervous as shit, right? And, but eventually that just goes away. And kind of learning to manage something? to deal with that. Go ahead. I believe this is my third time on Mog Talk. Yeah. I was pretty nervous the first time. Third oh. time in, I'm comfortable as can be now. So, like, it's it's just like that. Like, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's that's really it. You, you learn that it's just you're doing your set of mechanics, and you may mess it up. If people if people talk shit and they're, at, they're, they're shitty to you, it's because they're shitty people. It doesn't really matter. I mean, that's how I've gone about life, is if someone's shitty to me... I don't really care because I don't want to know the guy. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I, I've had to. I grow from that a little bit because uh, I definitely used oh, to be a lot more. I want everybody to like me all the time. I don't want anyone not to like me. I'd be so upset if they didn't like me. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I do. I obviously this this show is like a shitty show, and so I've stopped caring at some point. Everybody loves you. You know it. <laughs> Say sweet. Yeah, I'm nervous me. right now. Oh, okay. sausage. Yeah, you should be, man. You <laughs> fucked up like half this show, dude. I don't know what you're. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, I... So I was, I was reading some of the comments. There are people in chat who said they have anxiety too, yeah. and I, I feel like from less of a philosophical standpoint, more of an objective standpoint, people are gonna. If if you are somebody who is naturally anxious you're probably going to stay anxious going into tanking because the game doesn't exactly do the greatest of jobs of preparing you to do that. It kind of goes all or nothing, right? Like we were talking about before. And even more now where things are homogenized, where it's like, I survived a tank buster. Was the healer supposed to give me a shield or was I supposed to pop a cooldown? I don't know. I lived with like five HP. They need to heal me. Mm. Um, and then you're in dungeons. And for the most part, when you're in dungeons, 
it's a big question mark, right? You you might get to like the the X five level, like Bardem's Metal, and you'll get to that dungeon and you'll be like, wow, I'm taking a lot of damage because this healer sucks. And the healer will be like, this tank's taking a lot of damage because they suck. And the DPS will go, why are they wearing level thirty gear? You know, and and <laughs> the DPS is all knowing, the, man. The game doesn't tell you. It's like, hey, yeah, this is what's happening to you. And we also are missing damage properties. Like I, I took Bardem's Metal as a specific example too because. When you do the opening fight, you're fighting a bunch of these little, like, jumpy little grass hell guy guys, and they're all using arrow on you. And if you're keen and you're looking at that, you see the damage, you're like, arrow, that's magic. Um, I'm going to pop my Dark Mind or my Heart of Light, and now I'm going to take less damage because it's magic damage. Um, so now I'm more tanky. But the game doesn't innately tell you, hey, look at this, pay attention to this, do this. The game's kind of like we're hiding everything from you. I think another thing that's missing is a death report, which a lot of other MMOs have. Where you just, if you die, you press a button and it gives you a list of every instance of damage you took and whether you had mitigation for it or not. And so you can look back and go, oh, I actually, I thought I pressed my rampart on time or my invuln, but it it didn't actually apply to this. So now I need, I know that first of all, I didn't have it up when I thought I did. And second of all, um, it, it, maybe it just had more of a delay than I thought and I need to use it earlier. Homing laser and uwu, very early snapshot. And people yeah. will think they used everything. Like, this hits for too much damage. I can't live. No, they're just not telling you. And I think what, as far as I'm aware, the only certainties are either that you parried it or blocked it. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I do think this game is very much at trying to avoid blame in any way, possible, shape, or form. Uh, and I do think that that does do some damage uh to the mentality of a lot of people in the community overall uh like again one of the reasons we don't want to see damage is because we don't want there to be blame out there we don't want people to say oh you suck or you're not great or something else uh so a damage a death report would be great but i feel like they might be afraid that it's like making the player feel like they're being blamed for something although i feel like any of that stuff as long as it stays local to that player and they see only their stuff should be okay. Uh, just like I it think it exists in the battle log. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the battle log. It's but no one, hard to find. Yeah. No one reads the battle log unless if you are evil. Uh, and so <laughs> I think that a damage meter actually would do well in this game if it only showed your damage to you. You could always only see your damage. You wouldn't see other people. Of course, you could use other ways to find that stuff out, whatever. But if it was innate in the yeah. game. Uh, it wouldn't. It would be more positive for players overall if they could just see their own damage, and maybe not see anyone else's damage, but see their own damage, so they can find, oh well, how can I improve this and make this number higher? And you don't have to I'm stress just about start a GoFundMe for an abacus. Uh, abacus, yeah. yeah. Just you're doing this the entire time you're playing. <laughs> just <the> whole time. <laughs> yeah, just reading every number as it flies across. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that could but be But I, I, I do think at least mitigation like Zeph touched on. Like if it told you like, Frosty, you die to a mechanic. It's like, was Sentinel up? You're like, yeah. well, it's on cooldown. It must have been up. And the game tells you, well, no, it wasn't up yet. And you go, oh, so snapshotting exists. That right? could be another reason why it doesn't exist in the game. Because you're like, I pressed the button. When I pressed it, I pressed it before the thing hit me. It should have worked. And then you're like, oh, shitty game. You're not like, oh. That causes, that causes so many arguments because when you don't know that it's the game not activating it for you because you didn't press it early enough, yeah. suddenly it becomes, you should have kept me healthy. 
You didn't pop your cooldown. I used it. It's on cooldown. Well, clearly you didn't because you died. Well, I'm doing the same thing every time. I'm doing the same thing every time. And then you fight and you argue and then you, I don't want to heal anymore. I want to go DPS next year. <laughs> and it it causes a lot of problems. And like maybe not party finder wise because people will just silently leave because you're not allowed to type anything anymore. Uh, but like statics, I've so many arguments in my own in my own too where people are just mistaken. But you think it went off because to the best of your knowledge, from what you saw, it should have worked. And then you look back and you're like, oh, it didn't. Well, that sucks. Now we just had a big argument for no reason. But does the game want to highlight that? Do you? It should. It should. The game should take responsibility for something neutral rather so than the game it should be like my bad. The players. <laughs> like there should be a... <laughs> not not saying the game made the mistake, but telling you that you made the mistake by not doing it with how the game is designed. Yeah. We already know snapshotting and server requests and ticks and everything. All of that plays a part, right? Nothing is instant. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't tell you this at any point. Maybe it should just apply the buff images and the graphical uh, interaction with those abilities to be later. And so that delay, you know, you may have hit it early. Great. But you're, once you see the graphic come up, 100% it's, it's applied. 100% it's Yeah, working. not like hollow ground where it's up and you're still dead. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's the worst feeling. It feels so... Man, back when cooldowns didn't reset, oh, when you die... Yeah. <laughs> you use like, it, you die, you wipe. Yeah, you, have you to use wait. it. And you're like, you're, you die, and you're like, well, now I gotta wait seven minutes before we do this next... Uh, what, what fight was it? Was it uh, uh, A6? A6? Uh, there's, uh, I did a lot of waiting with that gauntlet boss you did it a lot in, in a4 as well right and then no mm -hmm. i'm not, not a4 i'm sorry a8 you you would start at the beginning of a8 you know tank would miss living dead and then guess we're waiting for like five minutes yeah yeah um so sausage you're talking about uh we've almost been doing this for two hours by the way it doesn't feel like it's been two hours but it's almost been two hours um but sausage i i do want to talk to you a little bit because you said that you played uh other mmos and your tanking was kind of your go-to right I uh, I didn't really play the the more popular games like okay. Ion, thing like that. Yeah, because tell me what you play. Yeah. Tell me the unpopular games you play. Oh no, uh, just uh, <laughs> just older Hello games. Hello Kitty yeah. Island, <laughs> Penguin Club. Sure, why not? He said unpopular. Oh, you're right. Club <laughs> Penguin. Oh, right. Hentai well, yeah, Battle I... Plus. <laughs> You know, oh, you played that too? Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was a great tentacle <laughs> monster in that game, dude. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, um, I played a lot of the uh, the free to play games, and there are oh. a lot of those. Yes, there are free to play. Well, I played some too, so I did <laughs> Go too. Yeah. Um, you guys it's know... okay. You don't have to show us your underwear and all that great it's stuff. <laughs> Frosty and I played the shittiest MMO that's ever existed. I can't okay? believe We've you did. Tibia is just such a fucking bad MMO. <laughs> I will but we say, did it. I will say uh, one of my best feelings, like I was at a point to where, and this is complete tangent. Everybody watching, this doesn't do anything with tanks. Uh, I was playing Tibia and I got to this point to where it's like, I was going to kill all the people who kill other people. I was going to be the vengeance person, right? And like, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, was it Sorcerer or whatever it's called? It would have like this death I was a Master rune. Sorcerer, yeah. Yeah, Death Rune And you use Sudden Death, SD runes. Sudden, and so, yeah, SD, I would carry a bag of that around. I'd go find this guy who was a player killer, and I'd sit next to him, 
I get him to start typing to me, then SDSD like twice and just drag oh, his yeah. body down the street. Oh, yeah. And, like, we, used to, to we used to do heel bombs. So we would have like, like, because it's cell based, right? Yeah. We would lure them to a spot where we were fighting and then everybody would log in at once and just SD as they logged in. <laughs> It just all cast is like really high damage and ability on this one guy and just kill him immediately. Then you always have to drag his body away to a safe spot so you could loot him oh, and yeah. other people would it. So, so you, for those of you who don't know, when you die, you logged out. You got logged out and everything you were carrying was dropped in your backpack on your corpse, which anybody could loot. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. You also lost ten percent of the experience you had gained since level one. Yeah. So you could lose like a whole month of work. Yeah, not ten oh percent of your level, ten percent of your overall you ever gained experience. Uh, and so people, I have to imagine people walking by people, seeing a dead body being dragged by somebody and you're like, well, I'm fucking not touching. <laughs> you, like, it off. you either like, you get that froggy moment where you're like, I could, I could hijack this. And you're like, but yeah. how did that corpse get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so much goofy shit. Anyways, that, that, I was just thinking about that the other day and I was like, man, th those were fucking, that, those were the wild, wild West days, dude. It was all right, Sauce, great. we told you our shitty MMO. What's one you yeah. played? That was a free-to-play one, by the way. It was. You could play uh, a, pay a premium and buy a house, which was really cool. But anyways, go ahead, Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to play a bunch of the Area Games MMORPGs. I'm not sure if you guys know that company. I do know the company. Yes. I think I played a couple as well, but uh, my internet was terrible, so I played all, only the ones that were like less than a gigabyte. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I was still in my home country back then too, so my internet was terrible as well. And mm. yeah, I was still a kid back then too. So I used to play a lot of those games, kind of like AK Aura Kingdom, Eden Eternal. You guys know those? No, I don't know them at all. Okay, perfect. So yeah. they weren't they weren't great. <laughs> but every 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 one of those games I'd always choose the tank class. It always it always have like a like an axe or a sword and shield, sword and board type stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Tibia is, by the way, is Ren's background right now. That's Tibia. Just so oh. you know. <laughs> it's a shitty game. It, it I'm starting to think you actually like this game. It was, it oh, was I, a big I, moment I, of my life, dude. I was 12 years old, and I was just like, it's so many big too. emotional events. Yeah. So it many was big emotional events. friends? Yeah, oh, man. maybe we knew each other, and we just didn't know we knew each other or something. It's very maybe I killed you. I was a master sorcerer, so I SD'd people. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I, I killed, man, and ah, fuck. Different day, friend. Different day. We'll talk Different about this. Different day entirely. Um, but the main reason I was bringing that up, Sausage, is I wanted to ask you, uh, since you go and you play tanks in other games, if you were able to compare tanks in other MMOs versus... Fucking... Versus, uh, you know... Final Fantasy 14, and if you think that maybe there's other things from other games that Final Fantasy 14 could adopt to make it better, but it sounds like you just played really shitty MMOs that would have no comparison. Uh huh. Yeah. I was gonna say like the yeah. tank, the tank, the tanks in those games, they they had maybe like a reflect button or a mitigate button, but that's just two buttons. The mm -hmm. moment I started playing like Final Fantasy 14, I was like, "Yep, this is the one. I'm staying here. This is in Stormblood." Mm. That was it. Okay. Well, like for, for as for as not complex as we say it is anymore, I think it's still more complex than like most other games. Definitely, one hundred percent. Okay. And I still have hope. I still have hope that they'll uh, amp it up a little bit for the next expansion. Zep, what about you? Do you have any comparisons you could make from other MMOs? Um, I did actually try tanking in Sword of Legends Online when they had their beta mm. just recently. Um, 
and obviously every MMO I try these days, I always make comparisons back to Final Fantasy. And an interesting one in that um, was, so it, it's it's uh, action-based combat. It's it it's kind of cooldown-based. Like, you, you do have your cooldowns and then you have sort of your main ability that's just being spanned. There's no GCD, you just press things whenever you have it. There are animation locks um, that sort of uh, that sort of thing you optimize around but the interesting thing in with tanking in that is when you can always be doing something it feels really bad when you have to move the boss and you have to just run yes. like it, it's it's like gunbreaker but worse because sometimes the boss just has to be somewhere for a mechanic and you have nothing you can do so you just run and you just stand there and you wait um so one of the things i actually like about final fantasy is the fact that you can still move the boss and still maintain 100% efficiency in amongst all of that. Um, so it, it's sort of like perfection in a sense is possible because it doesn't matter what you're doing for two and a half seconds as long as every two and a half seconds you are on the boss pressing your GCD mm-hmm. to, to sort of simplify the example a little bit. So as much, as much fun as I had in Solo, there's just something about Final Fantasy that feels right to me just with the, the pacing and the flow of the combat, I just yeah. keep coming back to it. It's very cohesive. Like, yeah. I, I think the big the big example I thought of when you said that was uh, Nightmare, when you had the boss and he would jump to a wall and then send out his clones, but he, he could literally jump from one side of the arena to the other, and you just had to walk to get yeah. to him. Although I, ha- I had a low cooldown ability that allowed me to latch onto him and then follow him all the way over, which felt really good. But the other the other side of that is all those all those jobs in that game because I can I could draw a comparison because I was playing it too as a DPS. A lot of the abilities have very small range, so if you move the boss even a little bit, I could miss. Mm. And then there goes my there goes my resource builder dump that I just built up and I just used it and it's gone. Mm, okay. Uh, so so Final Fantasy definitely does a really good job in terms of of just mechanics and how you position and, and the pace of combat. And the fights aren't too too long either, right? I mean we we don't spend too long fighting anything. Yeah. No, unless you're just wiping over and over again. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. But, yeah, uh, but I think that. So you're you're saying in general, Final Fantasy fourteen is still kind of top of the game with how tanks play in general. Yep. Okay. Well, for me, there's a reason I keep choosing this MMO as my yeah. favorite. And that's yeah. that's my primary reason, and the reason I will continue to tank. I mean, I tanked in WoW um, for Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, Cataclysm, Mist of Pandaria, uh, and I did a little bit of uh, Wad, whatever that was. What was that? Wasn't it Warlords a... of Draenor. Yeah, Warlords of Draenor. Um, and so I have, I can't, I can't even really remember to be honest with you how to tank in WoW anymore. I don't know uh, how you had a it lot is. of interrupts, and it was very, very spammy. So you had a lot of resource build and then a lot of resource dump with active mitigation that you were constantly throwing up from your resource. Yeah, it was very frequent, very frequent damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I did tanking through Kata as well, and then a little in BFA, and it's still sort of the same there, but it's mm-hmm. not. I would say not as engaging as it is in Final Fantasy. Okay. Okay. Because you, you kind of feel like you're just mashing buttons and doing things that most other people are also doing, right? Which is kind of what Final Fantasy is getting into. Hopefully, we'll say it when it comes five. to dungeons. Yeah. It, when it comes to dungeons, at least uh, tanking in WoW has significantly more responsibility than in Final yes. Fantasy. Yeah. Especially I, when that's you have, sort of you just have to think of the pacing and the, the positioning around the affixes, right? 
you're like, oh, well, we're going to get this Apex where everything dies and drops a poison puddle now. Got to run around and do this. So things are going to explode. So we got to spread them out. But in Final Fantasy, that doesn't really right now really i exist. despise the way tanking is for final fantasy dungeons i just i hate it i hate the fact pull, that pull it's 12 mobs kill a boss yeah pull <laughs> until you can't pull anymore and just do aoe's and kind of do do your cooldowns throughout of it throughout it and just hope they die fast enough and that's how you do all dungeons uh and it's not even something that you just do if you're like with a really good group you do it with random people it's just what you do you just pull everything there are people who don't pull all the way to the boss room uh or all the way to wherever that wall is um but that's not seen as a good thing that's seen as bad you have to pull depending on the group yeah either people prefer you to pull everything or they want you to pull nothing (laughs) yeah i mean as to me it's so rare that people want you to pull nothing unless if it's just a, a newer healer you know, and that's it. Yeah. A healer doesn't like you go and you see a bunch of sprouts viewing yeah. cutscene. If I see if I see a sprout and it says they're viewing the cutscene, I'm like, all right, they're probably not ready for that, no. right? I uh, th- but I did. I learned something today. I'm leveling sure. on another data center, and I learned something today about tanking in a dungeon. Did you know it is impossible to outrange an auto attack from an enemy, no matter how far away you go? You can't outrange them. It's useless in this game. No, I did not know that. I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> okay so you, you tried work hiding and running away and it didn't work oh my tongue is in my cheek you can outrange autos if you know the i'm sure that was your tongue you. yeah yeah no no it's good <laughs> <laughs> but i was i was told by two very lovely people because i had a sprout on my head on that on that server yeah and they were like by the way kiting is useless here you can't outrange an auto you're running around for no reason I'm like well mm. i just took like half the damage i would have taken if i stood still so yeah. yeah, when me. I do big pulls, when I do big pulls, I run a circle around the mobs because they sort of body block each other. Yes, and, um, and then so when you don't get to... yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if if you're out of cooldowns, like if if they're not dead yet, they should be dead by the time I'm out of cooldowns. But if they're not, that's when I start running. Mm-hmm. And that that's exactly what that I was point. Saying. It's it can be for switch, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure you know the pacing of that dungeon is a little awkward because you're forced into segmented pulls. So you don't have cooldowns up for everything. So I was running around in a circle. I'm like, well, I'm just going to outrange these for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, don't... so little, I, I... little things like that are things. Also, people are not mm-hmm. taught in this game. You're not taught no. that you could do that. You're not taught that arm's length is a cooldown, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a, a big PSA at the beginning of Shadowbringers that was put out there. But I think that if they did go back... I want it to be where if you pull two groups, most likely you're going to die. I think that would be more enjoyable yeah. to me for a tanking, that you'd pull one group. If you pull two groups, you have to do some mad crazy shit and work together as like a team to stun, to do all this stuff, and just make sure that things don't kill you. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> right now, it's just pull and cool <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys Have you guys ever tried uh, tanking the first pull of Mount Gulg? Yeah, that's that's one of the dungeons where I was kiting around in a circle. Hmm. Yeah, that's to improve, but... Pulls like that also, if you go into She Sweep the Violet Tides after the first boss, you can pull everything right up until the last until the next boss. That's a really big pull as well. Mm-hmm. And that one's difficult. Um, just like one of the other dungeons later on. I won't say the name because it's spoilery, but um sometimes you have to kite in a certain way to get ads to pile up because ranged ads are gonna stop the moment they can hit you. So then they're not gonna group up. And you gotta you gotta work around a corner or something to get them in, no. um, and that's really nice. Don't ever just be like they're ahead of me and they stop. So just deal with it. 
I would say as a tank, challenge yourself to find these solutions. So more often than not, they're there. There is some chatter in chat that people would say that like they wouldn't want to have to spend longer in a dungeon than they have to. And I think that's a, a true sign of something that's just overall bad design. Um, because when you're, you shouldn't have, yeah, of course you have that carried on the stick, right? Oh, you do it because it's your daily. You just want to get in and out and all that great stuff. But that shouldn't be the only thing you're getting out of it. It should have fun. It should or, be fun. Yeah, fun, well, enjoyable. Right. I don't in want some to run other a dungeon way. just because I have to, right? Because I'll yeah. tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. I know Sauce and Zeph, you two might be similar. You might not. But when I'm capping my tombstones every week, I'm not doing it running my experts. If I don't like the dungeon, I'm not <laughs> running it. I will be helping people clear fights for the week or, or optimizing and doing multiple kills of a fight because it will give me the tombstones I need. I'll do something I want yeah. to be doing for the yep. currency. Uh, when, I, yeah. when I'm doing a lot of uh, Savage clears, usually I just cap before I even realize because I'm having fun just repeating the fight and yeah. optimizing or challenging myself or helping others. It The tomes, like even though it's only 30 per fight and realistically it, it could take you a whole day of raiding before you cap, that's a whole day that you weren't thinking about capping. You were doing something mm -hmm. else and you just happened to cap because it was fun. I mean, and true, truthfully, that's how I used to cap with uh, PvP, is that I would never have to do experts because I did so many matches. Yeah, that's that, true. Like... When I was going into rank last season, I, I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, all right, I wrapped up for the night and I looked and I was done. I was like, no. what do you mean I can't obtain any more tombstones of these other ones? I got to go spend. And it's so, great. It's great when you're doing something you want to do. Fine. Look at all. There's so much content that gives you uh, tomes. Just find the content you like doing and do that. Uh, and you'll be more happy than just, oh, gain on, do expert. Okay, I did my the trash I want to do every time. Run a hunt train. In the same time you could run a dungeon, you will complete a hunt train and get more. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, so while, while chat's talking about not sure. wanting to spend longer in a dungeon, what what is chat's idea on how long you think a dungeon should take? Because I know on some, sometimes a dungeon will take me a half hour, sometimes it'll take me 10 minutes, and it's the same dungeon. I, I feel I feel like any player party should probably clear it faster than a trust, right? Of course, sure. I think that's true. That's true uh, for most parts. Unless if you don't pull like to the wall and you slowly pull one by one and just one DPS is AFK, then you you might be slower than the trust. But it's highly unlikely. Uh, for me, a dungeon twenty and thirty minutes, to be honest, is kind of what I would in my head think with a little bit of trouble you know you'd be more on the 30 minute side with less trouble you'd be on the 20 minute side right now it's 10 to 20 i think right i don't think i've taken longer than 15 in like over a year yeah anywhere you... on any day center i'm playing it's pretty like they, they are fast yeah the dungeons are actually a little bit closer to 15 minutes now than uh either I, I feel like probably the past year of dungeons have been closer to 15 prior to that, and especially in Stormblood, you could get closer to 10. And the, the problem I have with the latest dungeons is a lot of that time is coming from just running between yeah, or, mods. Or little cutscenes, like the forced, so um, the forced little cutscenes that you get, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's sort of... The, the, the side effect of that is because they want to keep dungeon times down, if there is a lot of running, and we saw this in Matoya's Relict, if they have a lot of running, they're actually scaling the mobs down so that you don't spend as long on them, just to keep the overall dungeon time down. And that um, resulted in a very 
underwhelming dungeon where the mobs just died instantly. You'd barely even get started on your burst rotation and they're already gone. As a tank, you're not taking any damage. As a healer, the tank isn't taking any damage. It just feels like you nothing you do even matters and it's very unfulfilling. Yeah, yeah the, the boss, the, like, the water sprout boss thing, I didn't mm. even, like it was dead before I even realized it was doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair, that's fair. Um, all right, so I guess like we've we've talked a good bit about all this stuff, and uh, I am, by the way, guys, I am working to try to get these shows into uh, readable digest. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm actually going to hire somebody to write a digest for these shows, uh, and hopefully we're seeing how that will work out. So I'm doing my best not to keep these shows four hours long, so it's actually manageable for someone who's writing a digest for. Them. <laughs> but that being said, I do want to go over some of the other things that we, we haven't hit nearly all the topics that we, we wrote up. Uh, there's still plenty that we can talk about. But I do want to ask everybody here kind of other things that you think we should talk about before we close up the show. Uh, and I do want to start, you know what? Let's start with new guy, Sausage. What's something well, that we didn't mention yet that you definitely want to dive into? Damage responsibility damage responsibility so as tanks having to be responsible for doing damage uh in fights and that being one of the big sole focuses of the role you mean yes okay i mean of course like first off you need to understand or tank players need to understand the responsibilities of their role right mm -hmm. which typically in the party finder it's do the tank stuff do all the tank mechanics and you're good right yeah but I think, and to some degree, I guess it, it also depends on the kind of party you're playing with. Like, you guys have to have a specific goal. If it's just for a clear, I guess you can't really tell people you need to do this or you need to know this much of your job, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I do think it's important to at least know the gist of how your job works. Because there are some tanks that I've bumped into who just don't care, right? Like, like I think someone mentioned it. Like, it, it. I think it was Zeph, or yeah, I think it was Zeph, where like it becomes a problem when say you're, for some reason, your co tank, for example, is just at the bottom, right? Mm -hmm. Like completely at the bottom. Like, what? Why is it three k here for you? Like, what's the? What are you doing, right? And mm -hmm. to that, I say like, um, how I see doing endgame content whether it's savage or mm -hmm. or ultimate it's like like leveling all the way from 1 to 80 or if you skipped right 60 to 80 or 7 to 80 i think it's it's got similarities and like i'm just going to compare it kind of like graduating college and like working a job of your career field like you're expected to know a specific like a uh, specific amount of knowledge tier to your class and i think it's important that people um at least this this is my mental map for people who are trying to learn it as well like mm -hmm. the first step is to like learn or know your basic rotation you don't even have to optimize downtime into your rotation like how paladins have to do in the e11s right because i think i think zeph made like a spreadsheet for for paladin like you have to do like a royal authority first and stuff like that you don't even have to know any of that stuff at least no. know your basic rotation Right. So I guess this is a good point to go into just with how Square Enix Designs uh, has been leading the tank role overall because they do significant damage 
tanks do significant damage in a fight, uh, and they can, that, that variance can be pretty big from someone who's trying and someone who's not trying. Uh, and it could make a, a, yeah. a big the a difference, difference to the whole party. Uh, so should that be a way that tanks are designed right now, or should their overall possible damage ceiling be much lower so when they mess up, it's less of an effect? No, this definitely should be. Okay, I see Ren's face. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. it's a complex, <laughs> I, the, re the reason for this, let me tell you something right now. If you're a casual sure. player and you're trying to just clear the tier, okay, be thankful that you have players like us who want to do well because we keep Party Finder alive. You have players in there who know how to do their job. And if, let's let's say Zeph and I, we're tanking together and we're only able to do 20% of the damage of a DPS. That means combined, we're able to do 40% of the damage that a, that a DPS can do. If we're playing our hearts out and we're doing the best we can and everybody else is just falling on the floor, we are making no impact. So being able to make a, a sizable difference, I think is really important. I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, also I, I want to do all tank content. So <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and like I said earlier, it is endgame, you know? We can't... Mm -hmm. I don't think it's valid to pull the I'll do whatever I want because I pay my sub type deal. Like, this is this is supposed to be hard content, and you should know a certain amount. Not know? only that, but it's an MMO. Towards the other members, it's right? MMO, like, you're yeah. not playing by yourself. Exactly, it's a team-based game. Like, you should... Like, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that the whole appeal of MMOs, that you get to play with so many other people and you get to work with them and challenge these sorts of things like why are you just being no. so angela stamonis will no. tell you there's an entirely different reason to play this game <laughs> no 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 the the reason is so you could look well, good in front of other people you need to look yes. good in front of other that's the, that's uh, literally the only reason to play look at my gold medal yeah well the the cool thing about angelus is that he is doing this solo stuff in an mmo like there's, there's a draw to that but it's it's content that I, was, is, I, was, I was i was just devil's advocate yes, yeah, i know you i know you're devil, devil's advocate but Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's content that is designed to be played with other people. Unlike, well, Pels of the Dead also other people, but you can do it solo. Um, so that point aside, yeah. yeah so I, I agree with you completely. But there, there, there are two sides of this whole learning your basic rotation, right? So after learning that rotation and understanding what you do as a tank, so your tank mechanics, like it is end game. So, like, optimization is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to think about how to do something better eventually. So, mm -hmm. that includes, well... You a lot of credit on April. <laughs> well, supposedly. True. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but that's that That includes, like, understanding what buffs are or what, what other people are trying to do. Like, they put like their buffs at this time. R yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> wow. Or like changing your rotation to fit some like a bigger cooldown later, or, mm -hmm. you know, or just ha getting max usage or like the quality of that usage, like what Ren said earlier. Yeah, like these these type of things, these should be being thought of in end game. Yeah, and if if they're not, don't be too proud to accept that information from somebody else. I look at Sauce's logs. If he did something better than me, I'm gonna borrow it. And then yeah. he's gonna borrow from me because we're working together. Exactly. Don't be the first to do everything. Work together. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I'm doing with with T right now. Actually, I'm looking at so, logs. I guess with Final Fantasy 14, that's something they did right with the damage, at least, is making it to where that's a part of your skill that you have to improve upon, and you're important yes. to the fight with how you're doing your damage. And th so thinking about that, it makes tanks more enjoyable because it's that one extra thing you can do uh, to be valuable to your group. So, one. Okay. 
One uh, thing to say about that, though, is Savage and Ultimate are pretty much the only places in the game where Enrage even exists. And so prior to that, it the game doesn't actually punish you for poor, poor DPS performance or any kind of performance, really, for the most part. Like, if, if I wanted to, I could go in, into a 24-man, die on the first mechanic, stay on the floor, and still clear the whole place. Yep. Because, it, like, it's every other bit of content in the game has been balanced such that it doesn't really matter what you do. And so I, I think it might be a design issue in that Savage and Ultimate, or Savage particularly, because Savage is sort of the step up uh, between everything else and Ultimate, but there is no step up between everything else and Savage itself. Extremes are there, but even extremes are extremely forgiving. Sometimes extreme yeah. is on a level of Savage in its own way. Uh, like it's not, it's, yeah, it could be like the, cause the first, it depends on how the first and second fight work. Cause sometimes the first fight is uh, something that literally takes no thought uh, for Savage. So I think that extremes do kind of hit that same level where Savage is at. It's maybe a little bit lower sometimes, maybe a little bit. It just it depends. I mean, it's the difference in Savage sound, I feel like normal mode should probably have an enrage, even if it's like an Odin enrage or or Ruby weapon where it gets to a certain percent and then begins a cast. Like this is the end of the fight now. Mm -hmm. Just to let people it's know that it's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like the the Odin enrage is like a. It's a check at the very end to say, are you able to do enough damage to actually beat this fight? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like forced, right? But at the end, instead of the beginning. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be great to see some sort of like progression there from like, hey, we're at the end game and our damage starts to matter. And they highlight that before you even get into Savage. Uh, I think that would be great. Um, all right. Zeph, was there any other topics that you wanted to hit on that we didn't go over? Um, I think there was, but I, I got lost in the, the last conversation. <laughs> I'll let you try to remember that. The, the, uh, last, the last point. I'll let you try to remember that. Uh, and I'll, I'll go to Ren here if there's any other parts that he wanted to hit uh, that we might have not hit yet. Yeah, damage optimization. The optimization. Learning your rotation. Do the same thing? Yeah, just go yeah, right back into it? Okay. <laughs> no. I, I really think that anybody looking to tank should just really, you should go into a fight like Sauce is saying, learn your rotation doesn't have to be optimal, but you should go into a fight not looking at your hotbar um, mm -hmm. and, and instantly starting to think of how you could defensively use your kit. And I really wish that your job quests, instead of just being lore or now tank role quest, I really wish they would um, incorporate something meaningful into the experience of doing endgame. Like maybe maybe you go into your warrior job quest, and if you're not using uh, X cooldowns for this, you're just gonna die, right? It doesn't have to be like you could just muscle through it with enough HP, but maybe it's like something where it's tangibly teaching you, yes, this is how you should do this. Or like uh, you get in there, and 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 maybe maybe it's a it's a etiquette on your personal mitigation versus party, and and you have an NPC in there, and they're like, I need nascent flash, or I'm going to die, and then you give it to them, and you, you learn that you, you use a Felcleave, and it'll heal them up. And then the next time, it's like, oh, watch out, you're going to die. Now you're like, oh, I have to use raw intuition instead, and being like, these are the differences. This is how you do this. Make these choices. Instead, we're in the dark, and you're hoping that other players will teach you, and we're very fortunate to have people who are willing to teach. You know, I myself do what I can. Everybody in here right now does what they can. Um, but the Not game me. doesn't do a good job of that. Ah, uh, bullshit. I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you get in there and you make you make Party Finder even harder so that they have to yeah. learn. 
the the more <laughs> the worse other players are, the better I am. So I, you know, I'm okay. But you said you want a heal in party finders, so we already know. We already know the kind of chaotic evil it. you are. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just, it, yeah. in terms of something they could put into the game, just another system that teaches people how to do better. And please don't make the job easier. Um, I know we didn't, this is this is more of a thing for everything going into Endwalker. I really don't want to see our hot bars reduced to something like pressing one 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 two 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 two. I like to keep our combos. I don't want it to be homogenized into one button. A personal feeling. Maybe it's a hot take, but. No, I mean, um, it, it makes I sense. I don't think making it easier is going to be good. No, yeah. Um, I th feel like we should talk a little bit about uh, Inwalker 2 before we uh, go too much further. The that biggest... was actually the point I was going to bring oh, Okay, up. Zeph, what, what, uh, yeah, what yeah. thing did we not talk about, Zeph? If you could... Uh, well, I was, I was going to say a question I'd like to hear the answer from, from everyone is, for our favorite tank, what would we like to see going into Endwalker? And, uh, well, for me personally, I'm Paladin. I really like the way Paladin plays. Probably the, the most glaring one for me would be, and, and this applies to everyone, is remove um, arm's length. Uh, but that's that's sort of a general thing. Uh, mm. I think I'd like to see cover, not cost gauge. I think they over-nerfed cover with uh, removal of mitigation and adding the gauge cost. Um, but besides that, for the most part, I'm satisfied with Paladin. I'm actually very afraid of them changing it in a big way because it is the poster boy of the expansion. Um, my sentiment is can basically be summed up as more of the same but better, I would be happy with. Yeah. I mean, the clemency idea I'm sticking to, dude. Uh, OGCD, clemency. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that could work. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, you get Equilibrium and Aurora, TBN. Yeah. I mean, you have the mana to yeah. do it. You just need the the GCD I mean, to not be burnt. Yeah, it added, it not add a little bit of optimization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that would make it to where paladins aren't punished for doing supporty things. Because <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Uh, like main tanking, for instance. Um, so, okay. And I, I'm not going to add anything to that because I'm, I'm a paladin and that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, and I feel bad because now we have three tanks and now Ren and Sausage has the responsibility for doing <laughs> all three. <laughs> Sauce, you take Gunbreaker. Gunbreaker? Oh, I was going to say Warrior. I haven't mm. thought about Gunbreaker yet. Okay, go for Warrior then. I was yeah. going to take Warrior. I love Warrior. I love Gunbreaker Warrior. Is my baby. Yeah, Warrior I have just Warrior, Warrior as so well. Long. Yeah, Warrior is just, it's just home, man. Like, every time I get a chance to jump in on that, it's like, yeah. That's so why I play it in 70 content and Zadnor and stuff. It's, yeah. it's the best. All right, what would yeah. you do about Warrior? See, about I... Warrior, I, I really didn't like that because the main point of SC changing things, right, is they didn't want they didn't want any classes to be like excluded from the from their groups. But mm -hmm. warrior, at least for at least doing more damage or just helping out other classes, like the only ones you're helping is the healer and yourself because you can keep yourself alive and you know do stuff. But, but the rate like, of damage coming is not enough to offset it. Exactly. Yeah. Like the the fact that IR is instant crit and direct hit just negates its use to like certain classes like especially period as well right yeah exactly yeah so like dragoon you're, you're not gonna have ir for chain stratagem but you are going to have infuriate which yeah. means your inner chaos are directed critting too that's a problem yeah so so that's a problem apart from that i do i really like the idea of like a maybe a separate berserk window 
that just increases your damage outside. Patch 4.1 Warrior. Yes. Bring it back. And Pretty much. Half gauge. Berserk has increased damage. Give that back. It was the best iteration of Warrior ever. Exactly. <laughs> so if they can do that and they can fit Warrior into, you know, maybe a, a speed group, that would be awesome. Make it a little bit more complex than it is now. Because it is the, I, I would say it's the entry level tank. Yeah. Is very, very low CPM. Yes. Very sustainable. So if, you're, if your healers are fresh too, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Do you so, remember the write-up I did, Rin, regarding Warrior? Like the change to IR to make it sort of friendly with raid buffs? Yeah. So the, the idea behind that was just, instead of guaranteed direct hit crit, lower it to some arbitrary amount, 50%, uh, amount, 75%. So it's, it's still very likely that you will crit direct hit, but it also means it's not guaranteed, so you can still benefit from aligning it with raid buffs and then just sort of offset the the lower chance by increasing the potency i think that would be a, that would go a long way to making warrior more viable in certain party comps where it can actually make use of certain raid buffs they they could even do like increase your crit stat within a release instead of your chance hmm which wouldn't be bad either i mean we know they've done that with like crafting and gathering where they can manipulate your stat but increasing rates seems to be the point of contention because as soon as you're just automatically going to do it on your own, you're now yeah. only a detriment to other raid buffs. Now, exactly. and, and now, like, um, I was actually able to bring Warrior into speed runs for Ifrit and Gruda E6S because of the way the fight timing lined up. But the moment you're not killing it during an ideal window for Warrior is where you're you're just not only have you already become a hindrance for buffs, but now you're just a hindrance for the time. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to Dark Knight actually for a second. Okay. First off, I want to say I don't know about you, Sauce, but I don't really have much to add on Gunbreaker because I think it was released as a perfect job. Yeah, I like is it as is. Kind of shown by it only got one chain. It got two changes in this expansion. One was a sound effect change, which was nothing tangible. The other one was a buff to the brutal, sh <laughs> brutal yeah. shell shield for no reason. I think the class was perfect. I think the class was released perfect. Now people might say they want continuation. Um, to be able to use it a longer distance, sure. Maybe since continuation is one button, make Nashing Fang one button, whatever. I think that's just a little bit of bloat, but really I think the job was really just released. Banging. Um, change that I would make is, is, is pertaining to Dark Knight. I would change Blood Weapon and Delirium to be a charge system like Atonement. Your next five GCDs do this rather than Almost 10 seconds, but not quite. And if you're lagging, you're going to miss it. I don't like that. Hmm. I think it changes things. Because you're going to run in, you're going to hope your blood weapon does what it needs to. Otherwise, you're kind of boned, and maybe it'll change it. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be the difference between whether you got a TBN at a specific point. But really, if they're making all these other homogenizations and like quality of life changes, that is the most glaring one to me, is just change that. I mean, sure, they still get salted earth, so you got to think about where you position the boss. Um but I think the flood weapon is the biggest, biggest issue for me. Yeah. What about what do you think about the manatic system, Rin? Because <laughs> I, I know that Dark is a so. that gives Dark Knight the ability to have complexity. So I'm not going to say it's bad. Because before it just came to whether or not you could spam dark arts enough. Yes. Now you do have to think about it a little bit. You got to save your windows, um, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. 
I think the pre-pull memes or something. And I mean, monks, monk, black mage, dark knight, they all kind of suffer the same fate, right? Where you want to do some pre-pully shenanigans, but it doesn't affect most players. I feel. Okay. So I'll ask this question then. Uh, uh, in six years, we'll get our uh, fifth tank. Because uh, we we're in a game mode for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> but what what is even the next tank? Like, what will people be daydreaming about for the next six years? Mm. Can you guys even think of anything? <sighs> <laughs> out of things they haven't done yet is this assuming combat stays the same i guess like the flow of fights the pace yeah of assuming combat? mostly it stays the same uh i was thinking if they could have something uh, i mean they have sort of they do have a lot of kind of magical type tanks right paladin dark knight they're kind of magical then you have warrior who's like mostly physical gunbreaker is mostly physical so i guess they it doesn't really matter which direction they go in that way um but I, I don't know what's really missing. At this point, maybe something that actually benefits from running a lot of skill speed. I thought Gunbreaker might be that, but it's just not enough to make it worth it. So maybe something that runs a lot of skill speed or um, maybe runs off of more dots. I think it would be really cool to have have like a um, an AoE cover would be really badass as their invuln. They just block one attack for everybody. And not not for like ten seconds, some maybe just like one hit. Like this AOE is now cancelled. If you're gonna keep invulns for everybody else. Otherwise, everybody's just gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it could that's actually an interesting idea, not having an invuln be necessarily for yourself. Make it a small limit break or something. Uh so on honestly, I didn't think the paladins were gonna get intervene. I thought they were going to get a gap closer to an ally that shields them when they jump to them. That would be fully cool. thought that that's what they would have given them. And I thought that would have been so awesome. It's not damage, but it is utility. And I felt like it would fit the identity of a paladin who's like the bastion for people. Mm -hmm. And you follow yeah. someone that is going to the boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to gap close. It'd be a little bit more creative with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess uh, if I had to think of a tank i would want a mechanical tank well no we have a mechanical tank never mind we have gunbreaker don't we yeah. <sighs> i think gunbreaker really like hits the nail on the head with anything we were missing yeah yeah i you know when i think tank um range tank let's do a range tank you know where you're ranged and you're <laughs> a range tank a tank with pets you tank with your pet you all right? You control your pet tank. Summoner with Titan Egg. Titan with yeah, just move Titan over to another job, and it's the tank summoner. I I, I don't know. I can't, I can't even think about it uh, anymore. Yeah, I I try to Google that too, and like I, I I'll... okay. So <laughs> this isn't limited to tank, but a job I wanted to see in the game was um maybe like an site creation type kind of thing where where like now we know that we have the power of creation what if we were able to imbue ourselves like a primal like how how lady iceheart becomes shiva what if we became an invoked like primal so maybe you invoke sephiroth and you're more tanky for that duration or the, and then like the tanks can invoke like zervan or something and now you're doing more damage for a little bit and that's your burst window uh like how ravana had his different that's shields just, they, right? they'll and do that with summoner before they do that thing. with probably yeah, probably yeah but i mean there's just there's just not much left i could think that they're going to be able to do and honestly the more jobs they add the less they're able to be creative right because how do you make something that's unique 
that is also included and doesn't exclude something else as a result. So do you think after this expansion, they're going to add one job and expansion? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get another tank. You don't think we're ever going to get another tank? Final Fantasy 17? Four four healers seems to be... To me, the magic spot is how do you... You can't add another one without there immediately being a divide. Yeah. Or the same thing. I think it's just going to be DPS additions after Endwalker. Yeah. Or they'll just throw a magical one that does all three. All right? Just one that could, could change what it does. It could be a tank healer or... Squire, <laughs> or they could finally start splitting the jobs and say, "Hey, Paladin can be tank our DPS or tank our healer." Right? You can start so you think, giving like, them like talent trees system, or maybe? something like It'll that. It'll be a pretty yeah. big change. But honestly, I oh. thought we were gonna go to ninety nine, and then they'll sub job us or something. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe. Anyways, a whole whole other conversation. I feel like we talked a good bit about tanks today. Pretty well. Uh, we went over a good bit overall. I. In my opinion, tanks are not in a horrible spot with Final Fantasy fourteen. I think they're doing pretty well. There are definitely things they can improve upon and would make them way more enjoyable. And it's so much easier to notice the little fine details of things when we play as much as we all do. Um, you know, for all, for all the things we said critically about them, I will say that it's the most balanced it has ever been. And I think it's the easiest. It's the best time to get into tanking. If you want to try it, It's to, to me, it's the most welcoming. Yeah. Not just tanks, but I, I like that when people are new to the game, I can say, just play whatever you want. Everything is viable. Everything does enough damage. Everything mitigates enough. Everything heals enough. You really can just choose whatever you want, and you don't get that in many MMOs, if at all. I, I get a lot of people who think we're dismissive when we say that, but I mean this honestly. You can play whatever you want. You're not mm-hmm. going to be excluded. You're not going to do poorly. You can clear anything you want. Yeah. Unless you have a time machine and you go back to uh, Heaven's Ward. Or you're PvPing uh, as a Dark Knight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, this has been a great conversation. You guys have all been a blast here. Uh, I- I'm glad we brought Sausage Roll on. Uh, although I had my doubts and I thought maybe he was just a dancer or something. I didn't know what he was doing anymore. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you came on. Great job. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and do round, you know, say all the shout outs you want to do and uh, where people can find you and everything else. And I'm going to start with Mr. New Guy here, Sausage Roll, if you don't mind. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the invitation, man. This has been this has been really fun. Mm-hmm. I was nervous most of the time, but I think this is a good experience. <laughs> it's, you did great. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone here. Uh, thanks to the to my boys in chat too, Europe homies, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just everyone in my community. Thank you guys so much for supporting all of us. Okay, okay. Where can people find you, dude? If they need to find you, uh, you can find me at Sauce of the Roll on Twitch. Uh, I just How, do you Sauce spell of the like Roll. That? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Nice you. Yeah. yeah, I just I just fixed my internet, so I will be going back to streaming soon. Okay, okay. All right, well, Zep, your shout-outs and where people can find you? Oh, well, yeah, just thanks to everyone. Thanks for watching, thanks for being here, and uh, thanks for being so supportive as well, just in general, all of my viewers and community. I really appreciate it. Um, speaking of which, you can find me at... Uh, Zeph Zayora on Twitch. 
uh, if you'd like to, to do a shout out. Right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah, you can also find me at ZephZ or Z. Um, I'll just say ZephZ. It's uh, not many Australians here, I guess, or, or English. But um, yeah, that'll be on Twitter. And yeah, if you're interested in 1v1s, clearing the 1v1s, I am planning on writing some guides for those, if that's something you want to look out for. Oh, I thought you were talking about dueling square or something. Du dueling circle. Oh, <laughs> 1v1 me. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the 1v1s in uh, Bosia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and put some stuff out for those. Okay. And Ren, you want to end it? <laughs> um, I'm Ren. You can find me at... I've since changed all of my medias now to just be my name. So you can find me on Twitter, Ren Gargani, and YouTube as well. Obviously on Twitch. Um, I want to send a couple of thank yous first to my wife, who is absolutely wonderful and allows me to be able to help create content and help you all become better tanks <laughs> and help me grow too. <laughs> um, also, I want to send a couple of thank yous out to my team, Undisputed, Team Drifter, and all of our lovely people. We are always having the community do so well. Um, and everybody that's that's really just coming into the game and trying it, seriously. Like, we're going into Endwalker. It's going to be really great. It's going to be explosive. We have more people trying the game, and I'm really thankful that we have people who are just coming in, asking questions, helping spread positivity, and uh, my biggest thank you goes to you at home. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have been a blast here. Thank you so much for coming on and making this show happen. Uh, and I, you know... We have lots lots more of these shows coming up, but I felt like tanking was a great one to start on because it's been a little while since we've done it. Um, and it's going to be I, probably the one with the least amount of changes, I think, going into Endwalker. Uh, the other ones are going to... Like, healers are going to be... Uh, I have no clue what's going to happen with healers. Astro? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, um, and Summoner 2 is in for an overhaul, I think they said, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, as a reminder, the live letter is Friday. Uh, I think they're going to be doing a live letter. And we will be doing another show following that up uh, to talk about uh, just in general what that they discussed. Hopefully they give us some content and they don't rehash Triple Triad. For oh, Give me one more shout out because sure, all three of us didn't say it. <laughs> do it. Do it. So Sausage, Zeph, and myself... Uh -huh. are going to be starting uh, all tank runs of, of a couple of different fights. We're, we're doing a tour of all of the Eden Savage fights. Those will be on um, Monday and Wednesday nights. Monday, mm -hmm. we're not going to have sauce, but we're going to get somebody to put on a little wig and pretend. Okay. Um, so that'll be at like 11 p.m. Eastern Standard. I think mm -hmm. Zeph is almost done changing your sleep schedule, right? So we should be doing yep. that in the upcoming week. Okay. Yeah, you guys should definitely check that out. That sounds absolutely amazing. I want to... I'm looking forward to figure out which ones you have the most trouble with and that if there are ones that you just can't do. So we'll I'm, see. I'm excited for Shiva and Titan. Shiva mm. and Titan. Uh, but that oh, being yeah. said as well, uh, there's some other stuff to let you know of too. I am going to be on State of the Realm tomorrow at noon uh, Pacific time. Uh, if you guys want to watch that on Happy's channel, uh, we're going to be talking about a handful of things, but one of them is going to be about podcasting and stuff like that. So... Uh, that'll be kind of fun if you want to get a little bit more insight on the nonsense that I put together. Uh, do that. And then uh, let's see. What else? I don't have any Chuckabo races coming up soon uh, or anything else too crazy like that. I do know that I think Face Temperance is doing something uh, this month, aren't they? 
or is it beginning of next month? Uh, yes, there's uh, there's there is the hell mode of there's a couple of things going on right now. A couple mm -hmm. of things going right now. I'll pull it up right now so I don't misspeak either. Sure. There's heaven on high speed runs. Mm. There is oh. also. Um, and I don't know if anybody's competing in that. If you're not, you can go over to Phase Temperance and, and take part of that. It's super badass. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's that's probably the one I'm going to be most excited to watch because I think it's the first time they're doing Deep Dungeon, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I there's think so. also going to be a mode of... Did they decide on which one it's going to be exactly? I didn't check. Da, 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 da. It's just a Savage Hell mode. Okay. So, we don't we don't know the restrictions yet, but the closer we get, they we'll, we'll know some. It's going to be awesome, but I don't think you could use any of the bows to gear, so you'll just have to use what you got. Yeah. Um, There's a cool. shitload of stuff to promote, guys. By the way, there's apparently uh, also a Crystal and uh, team is putting together uh, a Lunar Con, which is in, yes, in about a month or so. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it's just basically a fan event where people are going to come together. Ren, yeah, you're part of that too, apparently. Yeah, I yeah. love conventions. Anime, yeah. video game, you know it. And now, now we're going to be getting uh, Shen's putting together LunarCon, and it's been super awesome. It looks like it's ramping up to be a really fun time, yeah. and I hope you'll be there. I'll be in-game cosplaying. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'll be out of game. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah, I know. And so we're going to see that happen. Uh, and uh, I, I may be part of it doing something. I don't know yet. It depends on if I have the time. I don't. It's, time is so difficult now. <laughs> It really is. Uh, I got to save all the time I can. All just push it towards Inwalker and burn it all there because that's going to be like super huge for us. Uh, but please check that out if you guys haven't already. There's a link there uh, to kind of get a little bit more information. Uh, and with that being said, I guess I'm going to do my final shout outs here. Uh, I have to shout out my wife, beautiful, wonderful wife that supports me and allows me to do this without being horribly upset with me. Burning my Saturday afternoons, having fun, talking with friends about Final Fantasy XIV, uh, because it's so much fun for me. Uh, again, this show is always just an excuse to talk to people about Final Fantasy XIV. It's a very selfish thing to do. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, also, thank you to Andre Kane for the music and the intro and the closing. Thank you very much to uh, all the people who came to watch, all the people who support on Patreon, all the people who support by just being here and watching uh, in general. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and we will be back next week for live letter until then remember to you know be good keep cool stay frosty bye guys everybody say bye, bye. bye. everyone thank you for watching the show uh of course i i want to show you guys another wonderful video of when uh, we went on vacation here while i thank patreon viewers there is a uh, little fish that kept following me around while we were out on the beach um it was a little rainbow fish but let me go ahead and get to it. This segment, of course, is to do special thanks to uh, some really amazing supporters of the show. Um, there's a few people, organizations in Final Fantasy XIV. Ock Morning, great uh, resource for raiding. Uh, then there's Team Craft, great resource for crafting. And Phase Temperance, an uh, organization that puts together events for uh, a lot of PvE content. Uh, of course, there are also... Uh, some viewers that completely just support the show and they're not part of any organization. That is Dude It's Antonio, Tag, Nami, uh, Fury, and Megan C, Daniel H, and Psyche. So thank you all for supporting uh, 
just heads up, we do have those mugs being sent out to a lot of these uh, supporters. That should be going out hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, if you guys want to support the show, you can also just check out the Patreon page. You don't have to by any means at all. Uh, we are going to be using that fun those funds to support uh, doing some reading uh, digest for the mock talks. Hopefully this could be something that we do in the future. So again, thank you all. Have a wonderful day. Bye.